0: Hey everybody, this is Cameron with a really quick programming update. I just wanted you guys to know, um, the episode you're about to listen to is a lot of fun, but also the audio is extremely rough. Um, we tried a new way to record, we had some guests, our friends, uh, Siege and TCO from over at Brown World, and it just did not work out very well, which I'm sure you will hear when the episode is going. Um, it's still a lot of fun, it's not completely garbage and unlistenable to But it is a little rough around the edges. We did our best I had a friend help me out to try to make it work. And here's what we got. So I hope you really enjoy it. Um, It is a lot of fun. Um, Sometimes the audio kind of cuts in and out. um, But you can still get the general idea of what we're saying. We have a lot of laughs, a lot of love, and a lot of fun on this episode. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. brought to you by march madness unless someone real decides to sponsor us this is boy meets world fever and i'm one of your hosts cameron
1: and i'm your other host chance it's my favorite time of year tournament season tournament season the real best season. It's uh, the first one of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, our third one altogether.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I'm just excited. It's like the tournament is my favorite trope of like all fiction, <laughs> and so now that to get to do one, it always it excites me. So
1: Yep. you yeah. got your uh, you got your sound
0: drop ready. Uh uh-huh, I do. Actually, I don't. I'm about to. We got to get that sound we drop. Get ready. the sound bite. <laughs> I have it. I'm gonna pump it up.
1: The uh tournament is always kind of odd because we don't want it just to be our opinions because that's boring. Mm -hmm. But also asking anyone to be like, hey, prepare for the tournament is a real big ask. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so we have to bring on like Boy Meets World experts. And uh we brought in this week some of our favorite boy meets world experts and still the people we podcast with in one of my favorite episodes we've ever done.
0: All right, and here we are to introduce them the boy meets world fever way we have from brum meets world siege and tc because it's siege and tc siege and tc coming on our show boy meets world fever it's what they're doing it's good to know i got friends who will always podcast with me because it's siege (laughs) and (laughs) TC.
2: hello hello thanks for having us uh we are extremely excited to be here on your episode me and siege you know we've gone through the uh the show on our own podcast we we're actually on season five right now so we know season three really well still pretty fresh in our minds and we're we're excited to get into it absolutely also i don't know if you heard but we were harmonizing
3: with you during our song so yeah Back up as always. I appreciate
1: (laughs) it. I love a good harmony. That's the best.
3: No, it wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: love a harmony. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So welcome on, guys. We're very excited to have you for the for the tournament. Um, I still going back when we recommend episodes to people. I'm like, if you want to hear an episode with us with guests, listen to the seventh episode of season two. It is so good. Mm -hmm. That That was a
2: fun episode. Yeah, that was a great episode too. Wake up,
1: little Corey. So Uh, good. So we're not talking about that one today. No. That actually, uh, it won our season two tournament, though. It did. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, that,
3: that's a really good, that's a good episode. Like, mm-hmm. in, I, forget what was
1: yeah, I I think I it ended up it. being between that and Sister Teresa. Yeah. Yeah, the TK episode
0: and the TK episode. Yeah. yeah. She's great in the episode.
1: She really is. i mean, I love TK. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got you guys here. I'm super excited. Um, we got our bracket. Um, just to remind everybody at home, the way it'll start out is we'll just take turns doing a minute on uh, each of the 16 episodes. The bracket will be posted on our Twitter. Um, just because if we talked freely about 16 episodes, it
0: would take forever. Mm-hmm. You'd be here till <laughs> next Thursday.
1: So we'll just take turns, and then uh, the four of us will vote on which episode is the best. Um and whichever one wins moves on in the tournament And whichever one doesn't well you'll join the
0: six episodes that didn't make the tournament um, yeah so let's pour a little out yeah, in memoriam for uh the six episodes that did not make the tournament so the it was six, close it was on some of these
1: it was close the one that probably should have made the tournament and didn't was double lie with veronica watson mm, um watson. <laughs> there's a personally i think that should be in this tournament instead of a few oh, <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> i can see why it didn't make the cut <laughs>
1: yeah um he said she said sean uh goes to europe or at least tries to um uh-huh.
2: a... oh is that the one with the guidance yeah oh, uh-huh how did uh-huh. you not include that one no i can see why <laughs>
0: It was <laughs> it felt like it should have been a two parter. I yeah. feel like they're really <laughs> like resisting. Oh yeah. Yeah. It it's... really felt But like...
2: that's the Harley and Griff standoff. This Aww. is what I'm saying. Like I'm like uh, we're like it's fine, it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh we we agree. Don't get get me wrong. A wild card coming into the tournament. Um the one that is probably the most surprising that didn't make it, but you and I were just not having it. The grass is always greener. The coriantapanga breakup. Oh
3: um, really? Yeah. Very, so you guys have decided to just shoot us in the leg at the very beginning. Yeah. I'm actually uh-huh. very
2: surprised because that's a very consequential episode. We talk about that episode all the time.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's consequential too. But like when we watched it, we just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't feel earned. Yeah. The breakup didn't feel earned.
3: I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> but like just as far as
2: consequences.
3: Well, yeah. it's
2: just like when I think of like I, – I, again, I can understand why it's not from the enjoyment factor. I was just going to say that story-wise, it's like – them breaking up is kind of a really big point because the reason why they break up in that episode which is just like hey we get into a rut or whatever the stupid reason was kind of keeps happening in their relationship over <laughs> That's and true. over oh, like, so it's like an important thing to at least consider going forward like when they start to have trouble because Corey acts like an old man the remainder of the show so
1: mm-hmm. yeah even older no i'm surprised it's not in the tournament too but we were just it, it is consequential, it's important, but it wasn't fun to watch for us. Fair enough.
2: Fair enough.
1: <laughs> the whole like, can you take the muffins out of the oven? I'll stick a fork in them, dear.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: You made jam. Um, the most surprising episode for Cameron and I when we were actually reviewing it was stormy weather. The Eric,
2: you got that. I, what an important episode
1: it's such an important episode we agree but mm-hmm.
0: it like, it was another one that just like surprised us as we were watching and it. it's just like everyone i, I don't like to, this
3: i need you to explain and defend your choice <laughs> to keep train of fools yeah but <laughs> remove of Fools.
2: And I was a teenage spy. Both made the list, but the breakup and Eric Weatherman <laughs> episode
1: didn't. I totally agree that trade of Fool should
0: not be on this list.
2: Oh man! I All right, totally That's, agree. You know what? It's, you guys, we're guests on. Your yeah, house. we're guests.
0: <laughs> no, please. I, you, you come into my house. <laughs> you act this way. Disrespect me this way. I. The ones that
1: I just am looking at this. Kiss is More Than a Kiss, Little Piggy, and Train of Fools. How are they in our tournament? (laughs) Like, I just don't understand. (laughs) The the episode I think should be in the tournament the most that just by our own rules didn't make it is I Never Sang for My Legal Guardian. I don't know how this one is not... In the tournament. So how? Like, on,
3: how did how did you qualify the tournament? Because I, I, at this point, in time, <laughs> I need
2: to know your thinking. you guys are removing pillars from the season. Yeah, wow. you're like, like, you're gonna take this one out. Like, is it because they were already like
3: in the Hall of Fame, so you didn't need? Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: The thing is, we just um, we we do a review score at the end of every episode,
2: and it's the average. It's the average. Yeah,
1: the, the highest average review scores are getting it.
2: Honestly, we do the same. Thing. We did the same thing. I'm, I'm sure we would be surprised too if we kind of put our bottom four together. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean it is just amazing. And then the last one, which doesn't surprise me, maybe you guys love it. Brother, brother is not in this tournament. Oh, it,
3: awesome. brother yeah you're right like i mean yeah it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah right. um so those are the six episodes right now that are not in the tournament um some of these are gonna go away pretty ki- pretty quick yeah uh, it's not gonna take long <laughs> um but yeah so those ones just didn't make it stormy weather grass is always greener very important episodes i guess we just didn't enjoy them very much
3: and here's the thing like uh, as he said earlier we have our own pod we have our own rating system they're playing where we're like wait I guess I really didn't like that one that week. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um, Also, we didn't like Stormy Weather. Now I'm remembering. One of the reasons we didn't like it is like, it really glorified college as, like, the only option. I
3: think we've we've had, talked about that, too. <laughs> we had that same conversation, yeah. actually. Wow.
0: <laughs> really pressing on Eric, like, you can't just have this internship and have a skill and be good at something without going to school first. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we can we yeah. do it.
1: Um, the last thing um, that surprised me before we jump into the tournament. This was
0: a big surprise, actually. This is yeah. not about what episodes didn't make it. but
1: Yeah, so we do an MVP at the end of every episode, and then I tally up who got the MVP uh, at, like, the number of times they got it. Um, and then we come up with our MVP of the season. And our MVP of the season is Corey, which shocked really? me at no end. Wow. Really? That's very interesting. You know,
3: honestly, I think, looking back on it, season three, Corey is... He's still in the camp where you root for him, I feel. Like, he mm-hmm. leaves that, in my opinion, in our season. Like, oh, big time. Like like, oh, yeah. Why are we still talking about this little boy? But, like, like I think... <laughs> Season three, he's still in the place where it's like, yeah, this is the boy who the show is centered around. Well, yeah, yeah, because, I mean,
2: and I could be wrong in this, but season three, isn't that the whole, like, trying to find our place in high school thing or...
4: That's, still doing that?
2: That's more season two, right? Okay, yeah. so this is... Uh, yeah, so season three, as I'm looking through this episode, I remember Corey kind of being like Arnold and Hey Arnold, where it was yes. like, hey, I'm the fixer for everybody's problems. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. There's also just a few episodes where he, he does take more of a backseat role, where he's not yeah. the center of the attention, yeah. and he really shines yeah. in that sort of supporting I, role.
3: I completely agree. I think that what... <laughs> What's funny is, very similar to Hey Arnold, he is the best when he's not in the focus of a character. Like, yeah. yeah. No, that's but, true, time. Like, he shines as a character. He's like, oh, you are a great supportive friend. Are you a good person all around? I don't know. But like, no, not, friend, but... yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then, like, the one that really sticks out to me is, like, uh, I never sang for my uh, legal guardian, where he's, like, he gets into real estate for no reason, and he's just a joke machine while all this serious stuff is going on. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know, but Corey was our season MVP. Surprises me. I never thought Corey would make that.
0: Yeah. From the the start, we're, like, Corey's not that great, (laughs) but then here he is. Yeah. But MVP, you earned it, bud.
1: I'm pretty sure it is now Topanga season one MVP, Eric season two, um, kind of Eric and Sean because mm-hmm. they tied, but we ultimately decided on Eric, and now Corey.
3: Yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested. Like, I, I like, I, I, agree with those so far. I think, I think you're right. I think Topanga, uh, Eric. Corey, like, in that order for those seasons, I can totally look back on each one of those seasons and be like, yeah, overall they did the best. Even I would say that he and um, in our series, we realized that season one is more about Corey overall. Mm-hmm. Season two is about Eric overall, and season three is about Sean overall. Or, yep. yeah, there was,
2: it, it felt like there were seasons that had like, really like, the, the who focused. actually got like a story arc. Yeah. It's like, they pick one of the boys and <laughs> it's just like, you get an arc this season. Like in season four, like it's about Eric getting into college. Like that's kind of the overarching mm-hmm. story throughout mm-hmm. the season, you know, so. Um, what's interesting is I think for season one, when we had like our superlatives, we gave it to Minkus. Minkus! <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. We love (laughs) Minkus. Uh Big Minkus heads. Yep.
2: Righty Minkus. Um, And that
1: BuzzFeed article that was right when we started this podcast is like, Minkus is the worst character that was in Boy Meets World. Like,
3: like Minkus, like, he said, like, not janitor bud. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Minkus has his own issues, but, like, he's a great character. Uh
1: Yeah, Especially better than, like, the nerds that replace him in season two, like Alvin and them.
3: Uh-huh. Exactly. Alvin. Wow, I forgot about Alvin. Like We couldn't have in that role. Okay, like, like, again. Mm-hmm. you guys, <laughs> if we're going to do this bracket, we got to do this bracket because we will talk about any and everything. Boy, it the related. It's
1: so, true. It's Same. true. All right. okay. Well, let's bring up the bracket. Let's, let's get it started. It
0: yes, you do. It's good every time. All right. So we'll start. This first four episodes is in what we call the Eli Bracket. Celebrating
3: the the real
0: best character of season three, Eli Williams. Um, The Eli
3: bracket. They're used.
0: Um, They're used,
1: sure. Oh, underused. Oh, for absolutely. Sure. Almost every episode he was prominent in, he was one of our MVPs for that episode. I mean, he is just mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, all right. So I think we'll just assign like places. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make this go quickly. How about we do me siege TCU? Okay.
0: That means I will have Oh well, no, we're gonna make TC defend I was a teenage <laughs> spy. Yes,
3: yes. I love that you did that. Thank you. I, I didn't mean to do that. No, Man. you knew what you were doing.
1: Um, so right. just one minute on any of the valuable stuff in the episode. That means that I'll have Ravon. Siege, you'll have um, my best friend's girl. I, got <laughs> it. I was a teenage spy. And I got Train of and fools. fools. And you've got Train of Fools. Man, how those two have <laughs> real winners, honestly. <laughs> um, okay, well... Uh, I'm going to pull out my timer because we do want to enforce one minute. Um, Like I said, and this is only for the first round. After this round, it's whoever wants to say whatever. All All right. So um, I've got the easy job of defending Rayvon. Um, A great ensemble effort from everybody. The parents get uh, time to shine. The side characters all get time to shine. Frankie is hilarious as the bouncer. Um, Eric is awful, but kind of awful in a fun way. And he and Corey are actually up to a shenanigan together, which them actually like having a plot together is rare enough. And the the monkeys are in it and they're great. <laughs> and uh, it's got my favorite side character of all time, Reg Reginald Fairfield, mm-hmm. um, who uh, I would hate to know in real life but I love knowing on this show for one episode. That's my train of fools. What do you got for uh, my best friend's girl?
3: Okay, my best friend's girl. A few things. One, we're starting off the new year right. We get a whole new season. It's our season opener that we're dealing with. So we're being brought back in. It's not quite school season. It's summertime. We're working towards everything good. But the really positive things about this episode are you get – Corey working up to hang out. It's that whole will they will they finally coming together. You get Sean using his power as Corey's best friend to motivate Corey. Always love that. You get Eric and Frankie um, helping. Uh, sorry, not Eric and Frankie. and Frankie. Joey and Frankie in a scheme with Eric, which is always lovable and in good times. You have Sean working uh, living with Mister Turner. We get to see how that's playing out. Um, we get a new set. Ah, I, I feel like I'm on a, a clock, but also um, a, a lot of really good characters, a lot of really fun times, and a good season over it. That's what I'm going to go
1: with. All right. Beautiful. That
0: was, Yeah, that was beautiful.
1: So- also,
3: finger comes back hot. Just want to say that. what'd
0: you say said Topanga comes back hot yes it's true um
1: yeah so we got kind of like a really important episode the start of the relationship um I think kind of versus maybe a more fun episode um
2: do we need to decide our favorite between those two uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're the four of us are voting.
2: Hey, okay, all right. Um, wow. Well,
3: um, ooh, uh, you know, I'm like, I remember uh, Rave On to me, it was like, we great, we had the monkeys, but like that one didn't make as much sense script wise <laughs> as the first episode did to me. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna vote surprisingly for Vaughn because you like you know, I anything. Love- I, I, no, I love that episode. That episode has always had a special place in my heart. I love the monkeys. I love Alan and Amy dancing to my girl at the end. There's just a lot of, like, the boys trying to, like, get this party together for them. Like, it was just a cute little schemy episode. We
3: have an entire,
2: like, this is, like, this is what is hard.
3: Uh, we have an entire subplot of this guest who they met years ago, who chose up to the house, refuses to leave. No they one
2: Jones, perfect.
3: Yeah, house. but no one knows who that is in the '90s except uh, older. <laughs> we all know who he is.
1: Uh, we love Red Reginald Fairfield,
0: so just the best. <laughs> all
3: right, um, who are you
2: voting for? Yeah, you're breaking.
0: I, I'm voting. I have. I have to vote for Rayvon. Like. I, I, my best I, friend's girl is important fine. It's very important, it is very funny
3: Corey's voice is deeper He's becoming a man But like, we'll sell yeah. out to the monkeys Whatever
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm also gonna vote for Rayvon um, no, I funny. do love My best friend's girl, but also I hate Corey and the whole like If I had to picture the perfect woman She wouldn't even come close to you Shut up Now that she's here, <laughs> I miss her
0: even more <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. So I have to compete with your preconceived notions of Corey during this? That wasn't in the game plan. <laughs> your one
0: minute didn't flip everything that we brought to Sorry, the table. No, no,
3: I know how to set myself up better next time I got it. also
2: has that classic, because we are the Matthews Brothers. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's true. Okay. And uh, Topanga hitting Frankie because he sent the band away. Also wonderful. Yeah. Well, it me, like did you have a
3: meatball? Oh, yeah, huh? I forgot the Supporting for Brittany Murphy is in. Um, oh, yeah,
1: man, Brittany Murphy. True. Oh,
3: god, I meant to say that. I
2: meant
1: to say it. <laughs> Clueless, uh, it could have saved you. <laughs>
2: uh, damn it. All right, all right, so I guess I'm responsible for doing the episode.
0: Well, hold on, we got to play this going into the next fight.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every time, all right. So, yeah,
1: you've got to see
2: the clock when my time is up, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, Do uh, if, if you want to go just 15 seconds on the episode, you can all right. go ahead.
2: well, listen, guys, I'm doing episode 319. I was a teenager. Um, we all know this is where a microwave sends them back to the 1950s, and there's a lot of Cold War Russian stuff. It's a fun episode. It's, you know, Pat Morita makes a great appearance in that episode. Um, there's a lot of fun accents and costumes, the costumes like they have uh, a consequential episode, but it's an entertaining episode, and um, it, the cast seems to have fun with it. So that's that's the best I can say for that episode, guys. I'm really you, sorry. That was just, great.
0: Just under the wire there, <laughs> oh, wow. okay. 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds. <laughs> that's great. No. That's um, good. Okay, so Train of Fools is. I mean, it's a good. I mean, it ends good as a brother episode between Corey and Eric. There's some conflict between them um there's a lot of really funny jokes like that that looks like a hearse that's because it is a hearse (laughs) when the guy's breathing you have to take him back um ends with feeny going on vacation he's trying to get money and gets it from sean um just really funny moments um supermodel rebecca alexa is there um topanga says buck up buckers and like that's very funny as well um there's just a Really, like a nice character-driven episode, kind of, of of all of them, and it's on a train, it's- and it's probably racist. That's <laughs> not good. That's not a good reason. Ah,
2: uh, Tay. What? Hardy.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: oh. <laughs> Uh, oh my God. I, yeah, a little racist. I forgot about Just a
3: little racism.
2: No, he's racist. I think just a little
0: gets, racism as a treat. A
2: woman give birth to a baby. He yeah. does. <laughs> we uh, need
0: someone who's an expert in delivery. You, the pizza delivery guy, runs. You know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, um.
1: Okay. So these two episodes. Um. I'm not sure either should be in this tournament, but here we are.
2: Can I vote for grass is always greener for this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: a
0: dark horse has emerged. Uh,
2: it's
0: going to take over.
1: Um, for for Just for Shanzi himself, who is just the funniest concept, I'm going to go for I was a teenage spy because I love Shanzi as a concept.
3: So you're saying you'd like the episode where black people don't exist at all. I- oh. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> caught me. <laughs> That's most of the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's, uh, oh, wait episode. a minute. Wait a minute. Eli, Eli is in that one. <laughs> He's like, I mean, like you're wrong <laughs> Eli actually is in that
1: episode and is the best part of that episode. I am clearly the hip cat. That over there, <laughs> come on, man. <it's> <laughs> That's um, like all he does. What
3: are you going with? I am to be fair, I was making fun, but like I was a teenage spy. I agree with you. You have some really good uh time the the whole um what is it? Flash or like whatever, yeah. or whatever. like it's it's Boris and Natasha.
2: Really, we're having fun.
4: Yeah, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm gonna vote for of Tra- Fools and refuse to vote for a time travel episode. Sorry, okay, <laughs> it just does not belong in this universe. We're not Sabrina, we're not you wish, we're not any of that. I don't see the purpose <laughs> of it. I'm gonna go with Train of Fools,
0: okay. Okay, um, I think I was a teenage spy is one that ah, I think about so think much more than <laughs> Train of Fools, um, it, yeah, because I, I. I think I even said that to you. Like I think everybody's just having fun. Yeah, everyone it. is having fun um, in the episode. We're going to talk about it more. I don't see it getting past Rayvon, nope. um, <laughs> but it made it to round two. <laughs> okay, cool. right. so it's
1: Rayvon versus Team well, well, we'll we'll do the first sixteen. Okay. Yeah, so we'll go through all these and get all the yeah the weak ones out, out
0: yeah. of yeah. there, which is most of them. Which is most of them at this
1: point. All right, okay. so. If we keep the same order, which we don't have to, then we're going to do me uh, with... Happiest show on Earth. Happiest show on Earth. Uh, Siege, you'll have...
3: Let's keep it the way it is, mostly because it works out to my benefit, but also...
1: <laughs> okay, sure. What, what, what do you have? I have you know, no. what I meant to say. What I meant to say. <laughs> See, that Little Piggy. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> do you want to trade DC?
1: No, no, no,
2: it's fine. I'll, I'll do it. I'll
0: when we get to the other side, he can pick yeah. the one that he wants to talk about. Um, Little Piggy is the one, the the one in on this bracket the most.
1: I'm like, how is this on here? Why is this? Here? Anyway,
0: Because Richard Karn. Richard
1: is the that the leader. only
2: reason I, Borland is on that episode?
1: I have no idea.
2: That think... stormy weather isn't on this list. <laughs>
1: I have no clue. I I was as shocked. Here's a as little fun were. fact. Did you
2: guys know that the Home Improvement sets were right next door to the Boy Meets World sets, and that all the kids like went to like their online, like their on-site school together? And that's why you can find episodes of Home Improvement where Amy plays uh, Joe Richards' best friend, Joe Richardson's best friend on Home. Improvement. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know
0: that.
1: They were
2: literally right next door.
0: I watched way too much Home Improvement. Wait, that is probably good for you. Does that mean Ryder Strong and JTT were like? writer strong was
2: on the home improvement he was, if you go back and watch i think they had like a birthday episode where a bunch of kids came over and Ryder strong is one of the kids
0: uh, i remember wendy from season two of boy meets world is brad's girlfriend yeah in oh. uh, a couple episodes
2: i have no there's idea. a lot of
0: crossover
3: there yeah
1: i had no idea i wish jtt had crossed over
3: he was too busy doing movies with um santa claus oh
1: are the lion king
3: I was gonna say Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh yeah, no better. man of the house.
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, watch no, that no one a lot
3: too. <laughs> uh, right. Pierce
0: Hawthorne himself.
2: Does JTT have a good movie?
0: Blanking. Yes, The Lion
3: King. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say, did he act in a great movie? You asked, does he have his name on a good movie?
1: <laughs> the Lion King, yeah. That'll do it. That's a
2: good segue to Happiest Show on Earth. Yeah, Happiest Show on Earth,
1: Disney. Um, this episode is wild. Um, <laughs> it is the reunion of Corey and Topanga. Um, though whether or not they should have broke up at the beginning is a question, but we'll let it go for now. Um, yeah, it this episode is wild, but it's a lot of fun. It's having a good time. Um, Corey needs to communicate with Kristen instead of just looking at her strangely every time he's caught in a precarious situation. Um, but it's funny at least, kind of. Um, such this powerful
3: description. Right. There is a step by step crossover, yeah, yep. There's the and home
0: improvement crossover,
1: have you seen the show. dolphin trainer? Oh, the Heidi. dolphin trainer is Heidi from, from improvement. That's right. Um, I mean, it's an iconic episode. It's a lot of fun. They're having a good time in Disney World. The guy from 10 Things I Hate About You and 7th Heaven is in it. It's it's a good episode. I don't know what to say.
3: Is it my go? Yep, yep. Okay, so let's talk about what I meant to say. Let's talk about the fact that you have one of the most iconic ever throwing the jacket uh, back uh, to Topanga and her catching it. You have that romantic moment of Corey climbing through the window and actually expressing himself. You have... Uh, you yeah, saying I love you for the very right first time. Like the idea, like the emotions of being someone and being that vulnerable in high school and actually seeing someone else um create the beginning of this iconic Korean Topanga relationship. You have um Turner looking good the entire episode, if I'm gonna be honest. Uh you also have you have a football jock who thinks that he was being talked to uh and actually embraces it is it is played off as a joke, but it is not. Uh, at his expense, they are accepting of a gay football player in high school, and I thought that was really amazing. Um, and then also, uh, uh, shut up. Uh, Eric looks really good in the entire episode. That's all I can think of. Damn it! You really threw me off. I have like a trade. <laughs>
1: you know, I am very shocked by this, but I'm actually leaning towards what I meant to say.
3: Yeah. Wait. 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 Reminder. Topanga in this episode says, Corey, we're only 14. Like, she's, she is vulnerable, and she's, like, actually telling you, I don't know what it means to be in love right now. And he's like, well, I'll be there for you. And it's a really honest moment of Topanga development, and we get to see this whole idea of Topanga not fully buying into the romantic notions that Corey are, and it's something that will last throughout their relationship, but also is a really good episode of television.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to vote for that episode, too. I just think that, like, in the long run, it's a then, more <laughs> consequential episode than the Disney episode. Even though, I have to say, us being from Orlando, I love the Disney episode. Every time I go to Epcot, I pause at the place where Corey and Topanga kiss, and I remember that episode. Like, it's something that's so ingrained in my memory. Um, but the what I meant to say, I believe is a better quality episode
0: mm-hmm. yeah well if it makes you feel any better for voting against it apparently that fountain is no longer there okay. we had like a disney expert join us for that episode and she was saying they've torn that up
2: did they really oh my gosh it's been forever since i've been so wow wow Yeah. Just Why the they do that? year.
0: they're just redoing Epcot, i guess or parts yeah. of it um, that
2: sounds like uh disney it's
3: not broke so let's Fix it. it all down
0: and make it Star Wars. Stare it all down and make
1: it Star Wars. <laughs> it it,
3: it is broken. Let's leave it like it is. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and one
0: of the two, you can
1: only have one of the. We're <laughs> <three. laughs> just going to throw this out there. The Disney episode uh, glorifies Splash Mountain, which is apparently racist, which I didn't know. Oh, so again, for me is what I heard. <laughs>
3: what? Also, yes, Splash <laughs>
2: Mountain
3: has
2: a very interesting history. There's a whole podcast on it. You should definitely look about it. It's I, fascinating.
1: I had no idea until until we recorded that episode. And I was like, oh. Oh, well, I thought I went to Mountain Disney time, ride yeah.
2: right before the pandemic. I went to Splash Mountain and I was just like, because I'm always curious to see if they'll tell you. And I'm like, hey, how come I can't find the movie for this ride? And the guy was like, it's mad racist, bro. Like, even that <laughs> Disney, they're like, bro, it's so racist. We can't. <laughs>
1: I had no idea. There's
2: no protocol for approaching that.
1: I guess they're turning it into a Princess and the Frog themed ride. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's fun. Uh, You haven't Um, voted. I haven't voted, but I was going to vote for what I meant to say. Um, I just feel like, especially as like a relatable episode, like saying I love you to someone for the first time is like something most people have done. Running away from home and going to Disney World (laughs) to chase after the woman you love. Is that not what you did in
3: middle school? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I also just, I think Happiest Show on Earth is a great spectacle of an episode, but my fundamental problem is still they tell these kids the day before they leave to go to Disney that they won the trip to Disney. No one can go to Disney on one day's notice. Anyway. Also,
2: the, the specifics of how Corey and Sean get to and from Orlando are very sketch. <laughs> very they got at
0: least four permanent bands from Disney World over the course of yeah. the
2: They're sleeping on premise. Like, yeah. what's happening?
0: Mm-hmm. They're park hopping. All right. Probably without a pass.
1: Just a bad move. New- <laughs>
2: I love it. That's the real. That's the real violation as
3: far as Disney <laughs> as uh, concerned.
0: So what I meant to say is All moving right. on. Playing the sound.
3: <laughs>
0: I never know how that comes across the microphone. So I'm sorry if that's really, really just orally unpleasant.
2: It. It's adding to the to the tournament aspect of it. You know? Perfect.
0: All Can right. you just imagine Danielson kicking someone with the crane kick. As yeah, as you hear that. TC, so I
2: the leg, but. Say- <laughs>
3: Put him in a body bag,
0: uh, TC. I am just so curious
1: what you're gonna do here, uh, oh my gosh. Right, little guys, piggy. So, oh my
2: gosh, episode six. This little pig. This is an episode where Sean decides to adopt an abandoned pig. The reason why this episode is significant is because Sean himself sees himself as the pig. He sees himself as a sub- thing that no one wants to take ownership of he's living with turner who is his teacher not his parents because his parents are too busy working out their own lives he himself doesn't feel like he has a home it's a great episode because it challenges topanga and sean's relationship putting corey in the middle and having sean and topanga kind of figure out who they are as friends outside of corey you also have another line where Fe- uh, feeny is taking eric to the opera and trying to like introduce him to like what like college girls might be into it can change his expectations of college. It's a very great episode for both Eric and Sean, and um, yeah, that's that's my pitch for it.
0: All right, that was
1: that. You was was a good. You had me pitch. In
2: the kill the wabbit. So, yeah, kill the wabbit. Yeah, exactly. Kill the wabbit.
0: I know this one. I know this one. We're talking cartoons here. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: trying to remember. You've got city slack. I know. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> if Something happens in there
2: it's the mountain episode. It's phoenix cabin oh i know that
0: part i'm trying to remember what the b plot is mm-hmm. is there a b
2: plot Ooh, i get you. i think so jesus christ <laughs> do i have anything good on the side? <laughs> oh life lessons is good. oh heart is yeah i could do those yeah those are good
1: is it not i don't think there's a b plot in that episode
0: no there is and it's a great b plot okay, okay. i'm ready I, go sorry <laughs> hey city slackers is an absolutely wonderful feeny sean episode like we really see feeny having a really strong interest in sean not just writing his case there's just like a, a that beautiful moment when they're up at the cabin um, and they're kind of talking into the night um, and Feeney's showing, he really is interested in who Sean is as a person. He drops the watch down the sink and Sean goes to get it. And there's just this touching moment on the other end of the episode is Eric and Frankie playing pool for 15 hours and like never sinking a single shot, which is just hilarious. And Eli has the line when he, when Eric, like, hits the ball or maybe Frankie and the ball just explodes. It's like, there's no way possible that he could miss this shot, and the ball just explodes. And Eli just says, I saw that coming. No, really. <laughs> and it's just, like, so good. Like, that's the, basically the one moment that Eli's in the episode, and it's just perfect. Um, mm-hmm. There it is. City Slackers. City Slackers. What do you guys think?
3: I'm on City Slackers. You got Eli doing really great comedy. You have... Um, uh, Corey and Sean doing, like, going up to the mountains, that whole little bit up front. Uh, you have Feeney being really truth and, like, that heartfelt reading of Feeney as a younger individual. That's when we started off our Boy Meets World uh, spinoff idea, Feeney Meets World, yeah. where we talk about a young Feeny in the 60s becoming a wow. teacher and having to deal with, like, all the real-world consequences while... Also, um, yeah, like being a teacher
2: in the 60s, like with <laughs> also being newly married, yeah. so like, yeah, uh, I love that. I love city slackers for me. I'm also going to vote for city slackers. I think it's the relationship between Feeny and Sean is kind of like drastically changed in that episode. Like, Sean sees himself as more than just a kid that gets on Feeney's nerves. He actually sees himself as a kid that Feeney loves. And I feel like that really is consequential for the show. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I will also go with city slackers. Um, The thing I have most against um, little piggy is that it is the moment when you realize like, this is not the Topanga of seasons one and two, the free spirit, Uh like hippie kind of person. Like this is rule follower kind of more uptight Topanga. And it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Topanga's really let us down as far as her being like this free spirited, like open mind, progressive. Like she's not that. She was only that in season one, but it's like it's attached to her personality now, and like Mm -hmm. the memory of Topanga is attached to that idea, but that's not really who she is.
0: Mm -hmm. Even season two, Topanga is a little bit, not nearly as much. Yeah, still some. I'm going city slackers as well. The great thing about Little Piggy though is Richard Carnes' appearance. Um, this is the Animal Control guy, so much so that when we just we just recently reimagined seasons two and three of Boy Meets World as like a Netflix show, like a 45-minute CW drama type. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't get for that. But in every episode, Richard Karn just appears as a different character, <laughs> as a comedic through line throughout the whole show, which is nothing, but it's very... I enjoyed it. Do
3: they do draft in the first season of 30 rock like did anyone watch 30 rock
1: oh yeah I did
3: yeah in the first season of 30 rock every episode rachel draft oh, yeah. is like a different side character mm-hmm. yeah she <laughs> for is for no reason
0: so. <laughs> she was originally like in the running to be uh liz yeah. lemon and so i was it lemon or was I thought it...
3: it was uh i thought it was jenna but yeah, one clear. of
0: the two. So they had her in there in all those different episodes. Okay. Which was really fun. Okay. All right. Well there we go. We're moving on. We're moving on.
1: All right. <gasps> we are on the other side of the bracket. And I have
3: I have truth and consequences. I already know that.
0: <laughs> and what am I? I'm uh why, we were going to let TC pick.
1: Okay.
3: I'll just take no, the last one. No, no, it's one. fine.
2: I'm actually good to do life lessons.
0: Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll do the pink coming. Okay. Be-
1: okay. Um, so I have new friends and old. Okay. Man, new friends and old. Let me think for just a sec. All right. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, so new friends and old is a sh- episode I don't think about all that often, but it is Frankie's shining moment. Yes. I, Frankie is so good in it um the exploration of his character man i could have done with a few episodes on like frankie coming into his own um and really like learning about himself apart from joey and harley and all of that um and really like being friends with like normal guys um because i liked it so much in this episode um frankie is a delight uh the entire time corey and sean are not a delight but Like, it serves the episode um, in some really good ways. And every time Vader's on the show so far, I've really enjoyed it.
3: Um, I'm going to say that I... Like, I have truth and consequences. And so I'm going to talk about that. But I want to just give a moment to yours because you're right. Frankie deserves his own spit-off. Like, we were saying if this was a modern TV show, he would have been allowed to become a background character that actually was brought to the forefront and was brought into the group. And really... um, like he's just a really great character, and he was—he's like this first entry of like the bully character being brought in as a sensitive individual, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and someone who themselves uh, is capable of greatness. So
2: also, I'm not a huge um, Joe Rogan guy, but Ethan Suplass, who was who played Frankie on. On the show, recently did an interview with Joe Rogan talking about like what it was like for him to be severely overweight and be typecasted. And it's a really like interesting thing to like look into, like if you guys have time, because it really kind of re-like makes you examine episodes like that where he's considered Frankie the Enforcer, where like this is an actor who his only jobs that he can get is also as Frankie the Enforcer. So it really just has multiple meanings um when you go back and watch it actually is interesting because you said like ethan
3: Suppley usually is like the big imposing body but like with a kind heart like he almost always plays someone who like on first appearance everyone's like oh my god you're a huge guy but he's like oh he's actually a teddy bear remember the
0: titans
3: we start singing the temptations
1: (laughs) exactly
3: I've never listened
0: to Joe Rogan's podcast, but I would listen
1: to that one. Anyway, Truth and Consequences.
3: Um, So I have Truth and Consequences. And are you guys kidding me? Truth and Consequences. One of the most influential, rememberable episodes of Boy Meets World. You have Time Vest. You have Corey and um, you have... Jennifer Bud sneaking out earlier to play the tracks. You have the fact that all of this is exposed on live television for some reason in front of the boss, in front of uh, Eli, in front of parents. Like, like the entire Philadelphia was tuning into this channel at a particular time for, for some teenagers' expose, and they actually had some really good news. But the most important lesson that you walk away from is – are you proud of the work that you did and um, the consequences of telling the truth? It's like, yeah, you have a story, but is that a story that you should have said? Um, how are people affected by your ambition? And I think that not only is this a good episode in terms of storytelling, um, but it also has a really great lesson.
0: Time. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I feel like this is the first really tough one. Right? Really? I, mean, I think. Okay. <laughs> It's it's true. Maybe I'll go last, and then you'll all be like, "This is the easiest one ever." But I'm I'm going for new friends
1: and old. Truth and consequences is a fun episode, but also like I still don't understand why everyone's mad at Corey when this other guy was like stealing. But you know,
2: I. I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote for truth and consequences, and this is why. I'm gonna vote because I think, to your guys's point, Eli brings something different to the show, yes. which is this like imbued, like he's his whole thing is like ethics, and like th- maybe there isn't always a right and there isn't always a wrong. And that episode really explores that idea and like cr- creates like a sense of like oh, there's areas of gray, which I think the show begins to explore more after that episode. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. In the age of social media, the idea that the media professor is saying, yeah,
3: you had a story and you were right. There are consequences to that. And you have to own up to that responsibility. Are you going to be a reporter or are you going to
2: be someone's friend?
1: hmm
4: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Like it's yeah, it's a really it's like a, a very advanced, complicated issue for a series that I give them a hats off to.
0: Are you doing Truth and Consequences two siege? Absolutely. Okay. I think with your argument, you kind of won me over. It's sort of this, <laughs> it's sort of like the magic of reality television minus the highly produced nature of reality television. Okay. Uh, of just like this bombshell kind of being dropped again it's nonsense that everyone's like, how could you possibly do this to this man three weeks from his pension? And it's like, he was like not doing his job.
3: (laughs) No, No, absolutely. So here's the thing. Ultimately, I agree <laughs> like, like like when I think about on the episode we were like no, I mean, like, dude, not only did you like leave your post early, but you had like a child come in and clock in for you. Like like uh-huh. the, the amount of manipulation that Janitor butt himself was doing, absolutely horrible. But the idea of, hey, you want to consider yourself a reporter, you got the story, but there are consequences. You don't just get to have a good storytelling and then walk away from it hands-free. There are, in fact, real-world consequences to exposing things like this, and you have to be willing to live with it. I think that that's... Such an important takeaway, take especially again now in a world where we record everything. That's yeah, yeah. that's good. That's very true. New
2: friends and old also had like some moments that just didn't. There, it wasn't. I don't think we thought that was like a perfect. episode. We didn't think it was a perfect. We, but yeah. we, I think we love Frankie in that. Episode. We love yeah. Frankie. Yeah. But yeah. The way- Cory are really disappointing in that episode.
0: There is an eating disorder joke in New Friends and Old as well. Oh. When is like they must serve themselves and all that stuff. Which is weird. It's like, yeah. what, what's happening right now? Um, yeah. Just a further... New Friends and Old it it also
1: hurts. really suffers from the fact that it is immediately after grass is always greener. And it's like we don't care about this breakup at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: We remember that. We remember being like, so, are we going to talk about it or not? Like, like <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Okay, truth and consequences, moving on. Okay, here we go. I'm surprised.
2: Okay, guys, so I'm doing episode 18 called Life Lessons. This, I think, is one of my favorite episodes of the show, um, simply because this is all about, like, the show does a really great job of having episodes that focus on the importance of teachers, and this is that episode. We have Feeney putting together a really, like, extreme exam schedule, and the kid's kind of revolting in the way to the point where they're, like, vandalizing his home, and they're, like, going overboard because of these tests, and really, Sean... Panga and Corey, their love for Feeney, they step up, they defend the school. Sean has that great line where he's like, Do you see the, that spray paint in your hand? Do you see one in mine? That's what he's done for me. There's like great mm-hmm. stuff in that episode. Also, there is a um B storyline where um Eric almost f- his mom's friend or something. Very cool there. So I'm I'm that's that episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Marsh. What are you Brenda doing? Brenda
2: Marsh, yeah.
0: All right. Um, okay. And I have Pink Flamingo Kid, which I really like that these two episodes are paired against each other because I feel like they're both more serious in tone, um, kind of what they're going. I think Pink Flamingo Kid does a great job talking about family and found family. And and found family is another trope that I really like. Um, but just kind of Sean wrestling with this idea of what is family? Like, who is it that I really can count on? Um, and realizing, like, these are the people that I can count on. It's Corey. Um, and maybe his family and a few other people that I can really depend on versus my own family. Um, I also really like in Pink Flamingo Kid, we see again sort of the investigative journalist side of Corey, which is a wonderful side of Corey that we never see again. Um, but it, like it's good character development for whatever they were going for that they ultimately threw out in just the garbage But I wish that they would have stuck with because it's really great. All right. And I'm, I'm torn on this one, too, guys. I'm I just-
3: will admit, this one seems a little bit, at least for me, it's harder. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like both of them do bring, like you said, they're a little bit more serious and they have their moments mm-hmm. uh, with like the lessons that we're trying to teach. So...
2: I I'll, I'll vote. I'll I'm going to start with life lessons simply because I think truth and consequences is a better version of what Pink Flamingo Kid ultimately is trying to do. it's Which okay. is like, yeah. hey, you need to be responsible with the videos that you make, Corey. Um, and like, so so because of that reason, I'm going to edge over more the life lessons.
1: Okay.
2: You know, um, a argument won me over. I think you're right that life lessons
3: is a win because we kind of cover Pink Flamingo Kid in Truth and Consequence. Better. I think better. I agree. I
2: agree. Yeah,
1: I um, just, I'm gonna end up voting uh, Life Lessons, uh, just to kind of eulogize Pink Flamingo Kid. Um, I think Sean has a really great moment in that one, too, where Corey's like, I thought you said you defend family, and he looks at him and goes, I just did.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I, um, so it's another like...
2: They also tried to film a naked woman in that episode, and that's not really cool. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, as someone who's like always really related to Sean, um, for several reasons, I really like F- Pink Flamingo Kid, but I think Life Lessons is just overall a better episode.
0: I'm going Life Lessons too. Woohoo!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is going Life Lessons too. He is, uh, indisposed for just a minute, but I will play his sound because Life <laughs> Lessons is moving on. Love it. All right. We have one fourth left to go. Last
2: temptation versus hometown hero. Ooh, I have um hometown. I have hometown hero. Okay, give me one. The fire fire fire. episode.
1: Um, yeah, so I have last temptation of Corey. Um, okay, I know what I'm gonna say. I've gotta set up my timer real quick. Damn.
3: (laughs) Okay, I gotta make this work.
1: (laughs) All right, so go. Um Last Temptation of Corey, I thought was really gonna be an episode I didn't enjoy. Um, but I loved it. Um, it was probably the biggest surprise for me of the season. Um, cause I think there is like nuance that happens and, um, like watching it, Corey is not used to receiving like a lot of female attention. So like the most popular girl in school, really giving him female uh, some attention is um, a big deal for him. Um, it's also the girl from My Date with the President's Daughter. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, My Date
2: with the President's Daughter.
1: Exactly. Um, and it, it's a really good moment for Corey. Um, and he ended, ends up handling it really well, just coming clean with Topanga and uh, doing a great job. Beautiful. That's it. Okay,
3: okay, 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 okay. Hometown hero. Let's see if we can do this. Uh, do it. Uh, they got a fire. Number one, amazing. Like, and and then this idea that um, not only we we get something that we very rarely get with. Court- which is consequences or like this whole idea of like Corey having to bring um, himself in this idea of Corey showing himself or proving himself to be the character who we want him to be who is at first he's taking all of the credit and uh, as someone who put out the fire but he realizes that the lie is getting bigger than itself and that he needs to come forward he has that moment with Feeney You have fire. You have the fact that Corey actually is like, Corey is the character that we come to the show for. At first he gets caught up in his lie. He takes it for a ride. He knows, but then he doesn't, he's like not a character who we're rooting for anymore. And then he has that moment with Feeny by the fence where it's like real, being a real hero is doing what's hard um, even when you may not like the consequences, um, and then he goes back and he confesses to actually being part of the problem in and of itself. So you get your feeny moment. You get Corey actually learning a lesson and actually being the boy in Boy Meets World that we come to see. Um, and then you know you have like a really lot of fun with Jenna Bubb and Jenna Bud and all of our side characters, and um, you get a pep rally again. I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, i just pointing out to see that, your episode have a pep rally. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's was just what I
2: thought. The Steve that there's so many three that's about media and news and like video and like we were talking like did CNN like just come out like what's what's going on that this season is so like like they, they needed a media arts teacher at all. Well,
3: CNN is on the rise at this point in time, and um and we are actually starting to ask ourselves, well. What are the consequences of having all of these media stories? You know, like it was, it used to be like you had one news or you had three channels to choose from, and each one had like a nightly news, and everyone would have the exact same news. But now we have shows like Cops, we have, um, um, the OJ thing. I was going like to say, the, this
2: was like the time of trials. Too, yeah, so. exactly. So, mm-hmm. like, you
3: just have like all because CNN changed the game by having 24 hour access news. You had to start filling in that time with something. So, a lot of like, what is the power that we're now dealing with? And to be honest, we just lived through 2016 or 2020 through the 2016 through 2020, where the was the exact consequences of the media being like, "Oh, it's fine. We'll just like use this guy for ratings. What's the worst that could happen?" Um,
2: and yeah. I, and I think that that's the world that but, they yeah, were trying. To it's to. just it's very interesting that this season in particular has like several episodes that deal directly with like video and media. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think I think there's definitely like a trajectory that they're putting Corey on to be in media we'll at this cover. point that ends up not happening.
2: Yeah, they decide to give up and make him a teacher. We talk about it oh. in season five because he does the re- the real world, the real, real world episode. That. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's like his last time he picks up a camera. And it's like, dude, they were setting this kid up to be a filmmaker. I don't know what the deal is. So, I- it's
3: actually so when in our, we pointed this out on our TikTok. And um, someone was like, being a teacher is being an investigative journalist or a storyteller. And I was like, I, I don't disagree a really good point but i feel like they at least should have set him up like they don't even make that connection like it's like in girl meets world if they were to be like hey by the way another form of storytelling is teaching and that's like really lasting that'd be great but they don't necessarily make that connection themselves
1: yeah yeah i i am convinced after this season that they were setting him up to go into media and they were actually setting eric up to like follow in feeney's footsteps as a teacher. exactly
3: that makes more sense (laughs) yeah
0: now, I'm gonna i I going to watch a girl meets world where Eric is their teacher. Yeah, and that would again. Room. And that the that dad is a
2: a And you get more Eric.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you need more Eric. Yeah, oh, okay. that show gives us. Just
2: um, to return to the bracket, um, I'm going to have to vote for Last Temptation of Corey. I think that's a better episode.
1: I, I'm right there with you. I think This it,
2: decision was made before I even had my rant, so I feel like that
3: was
1: you were eulogizing uh, me e- 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 a, a, a
2: little bit. Episode, like it's just. <laughs>
1: I think this is like good teen drama versus like trying to make a social point, and I just think the teen drama in this case is better than the social point they end up making, or at least more fun as to a, watch.
2: Yeah, as a kid watching this, there's more to take away from. What do I do when I have a girlfriend, but there's another girl who's interested in me? Versus what do I do when I pretend to start a fire, but <laughs> I pretend to put out? Like I'm an arsonist. Like what? Like. <laughs> Clearly had different childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and I feel like Hometown Hero is just a rehashing of every other episode of season two. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't do it as well as some season two episodes of like Corey deciding, who am I going to be? Like, what's what, what am I going to be identified and known for? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't excel at what's already been done.
3: If I'm being honest, I completely agree. I just like, I'm vain, so of course I want to <laughs> win, but I think that uh, the last temptation of
2: Corey is a more impactful and lasting episode. Mm -hmm. The first time Corey cheats on and not the last.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Mm. Uh, You guys are getting there, too. (laughs) Um, All right. Last temptation of Corey, you are moving on.
2: All right. So... (laughs) Sorry. Gotta leave room (laughs) for the music. My apologies. Um, So I have Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Okay. This is... Okay. Episode 15, Heart is a Lonely Hunter. We have uh, Larissa Olenek on as a guest star... Dana, um, this good girl that Sean go out with, but due to Sean's reputation, she does not wanna. She doesn't consider him boyfriend material. This opens up a whole can of worms between Topanga, uh, kind of telling Sean why he has the reputation that he has. Sean kind of reconciling his own reputation with women, the way he treats women, and um, taking a deeper look at the way he um, goes on dates, the way he just talks to women, the way he treats women. It just is a Deeply effective episode from Sean's perspective. And also, in that same episode, Eric gets his internship at the news station, which mm-hmm. leads way to the stormy weather episode, which should have been on this list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I do. I don't like that episode. <laughs> I just don't. Um, okay. A kiss is more than a kiss mm-hmm. is good for two reasons. Neither of them are Corey. One reason, the re-emergence and rebirth of Morgan mm-hmm. takes place in this episode, where she comes down from her room and she's just like, I was in time out for a really long time. Word around upstairs is you got a date, as Corey's starting to date around. Um, it is just so good, and seeing her and Eric kind of team up to raz Corey is just great. And then the other part is two words, Boris College. Just that entire <laughs> B-plot around Boris College is just so Funny to me. Every time. I can take or leave the entire rest of the episode, but Morgan and Boris College, just just do it. Okay. I could Is not say weird? anything nice about anything else.
2: There's a young Shane West in that episode from a walkthrough Member in ER. Oh, that.
0: that's true. uh Also, Turner looks great in this. Oh, no, I guess turner's saying this is the nicest thing I own. The yeah, lady out there wanting to buy my clothes. Like those are funny. Okay, three things. Yeah. Turner, Turner. Oh,
3: the prom fashion show was that episode. That's right. Yeah. Uh huh. Here's the thing. Bringing up Turner is a real like this is. Are you in
0: it to win it or not? And, uh, yeah. I'll be 100% honest. I'm not in it to win it with this <laughs> particular matchup. So are, are we assuming that means you're I'm voting for uh, Sean? The heart is a lonely hunter. Okay. I was at the Sean is a lonely hunter. Yeah. Um, Which is also true. I still think it would have been a much better episode if
1: it was a crossover with the secret world of Alex Mack
2: and yes. Alex Mack and Sean
1: Hunter went on adventures together, but.
2: Yeah, I think I, that episode gets the vote for me for Larissa by cologne. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. She was she, she was a nineties like Darling. Darling, yeah, sweetheart. Siege, do you have a preference? Yeah,
3: uh, I'm gonna go with the Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Uh like I know
2: I was like hyping it up,
3: but like the Heart is a Lonely Hunter, I just remember it was the very first time where they actually showed Sean be insecure dating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like this is actually really great. This dude who's just like known to be Uh, A ladies man and constantly be dating for him to be like, for some girl to be like, oh, you're not good enough. He's like, damn, it just, it really goes in every faction of my life. Are we serious? Like there's no escaping, like me being poor is the worst aspect about me. I already have to deal with it in school, in my family life, in like society. But dating, dating is what I do. (laughs)
4: <laughs> the idea that,
3: like, even in dating, it's like, yeah, well, I mean, like, you're cute and all, but you're poor. That was, like, something I was like, oh, this is actually really great that they brought this up. And they, I, again, a Sean-centric episode is usually going to went out to me. Also, there's yeah. a
2: snow picnic in that episode, which is there cute. There is a snow
1: picnic. Yeah, the snow picnic is cute. And he takes the little
0: thermos and it just drops yeah. a little chunk of ice.
2: Cute and completely impractical. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Completely <laughs> unrealistic, but what are we here for? We voted on an episode where he gets shocked back. No, we didn't vote that one on. There was an episode where he got shocked back to 1957.
1: Yeah. All right. So, Heart of the Lonely Hunter. Moving on. All right. So, we are in round two. So, in this one is just a lot more free form. Um, if you have strong feelings for an episode, go ahead and say it. And now, we're, we're opening up negative criticism.
0: Yay! Yeah. <laughs> No more positive criticism. I hate it.
1: <laughs> so if you, if you want to tear down an episode for something, you go right ahead. This is, so identical. are we
2: back if I was a teenage spy? Cause I would love to.
0: <laughs> yeah, versus I was a teenage spy. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm just gonna say this real quick I think
1: we're gonna talk about Rayvon in the next round so let's just kind of talk about I was a teenage spy TC go ahead and start us off
2: (laughs) yeah there's no reason for them to go back in time Um, everything that happens during the episode is completely inconsequential to the story arcs of every character I can't tell if I'm learning something about Sean or I'm learning something about Fonzarelli that's being incorporated in the Sean like it's so confusing Um, they couldn't come up with a better like make it a dream sequence what do a dream sequence why is the microwave sending me back in time like uh, I I can go on and on with this but it's just a pointless episode that if you control I'll delete that episode from the season nothing will change
1: Uh, I agree um I do think in its defense, which I would never vote for it in this matchup. However, in its defense, the cast seems to be having the most fun they've had all season.
3: (sighs) I just feel like that's being like... You got a day off slavery isn't this rewarding like like, <laughs> like if, if this is the happiest you are then that says more about your working conditions than it does
1: <laughs> I, I mean it's true that's a good point just- i agree like rayvon is a much better episode uh-huh.
3: i would say like like, like I, I guess this is what i'm a little confused on like how do we Like do we just like talk to the debate them? Because personally I do feel like um, Rave On and I Was A Teenage Spy, if we're gonna talk about the two, as TC pointed out, uh, Rave On, as much as I don't like that episode, it still speaks more to the world we're building Mm -hmm. in Boy Meets World than I Was A Teenage Spy. I Was A Teenage Spy is a relic of an old, it's like they're both dealing with like old TV tropes, but like at least, The TV trope of Raven makes more sense for this
2: world than DJ Spy. Interesting that they're both very retro episodes.
0: Yeah. It is true. I didn't think about that. There's definitely that kind of feel throughout this of like talking about old television. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And if you watch any of the, like, uh, you know, when they first put in Boy Meets World on DVD, a few episodes had DVD commentary, and or even on, online, Michael Jacobs loved Happy Days, obsessed with Happy Days. Oh, really? I didn't know that. It just kind of felt like he was like, oh, it would be really fun for me to have a Happy Days episode of this Boy Meets World show.
0: Yeah, which yeah. so I guess if you have your own show, you can do that. You can do it. Well, it's up to us to so pick up the pieces and make an it. as
2: long as it makes for cute TGIF promo commercials, like they're down the green line. Then. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's true. So, am I right in assuming everyone's voting Ravon?
2: I am Ravon. I of
0: course I am. Yes.
1: Okay. Ravon moves
2: on. Monkeys Please. and partridge family. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right,
1: Ravon. Happy
0: days. You have yeah. you
1: have won. That was. I mean, that was a bit of a slaughter. Yeah. I. We all. Yeah. What were we expecting? All right, and next is oh dear. Oh. yes
3: that's what you call support right there even yeah. though he doesn't like it he made room for it <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate you uh,
1: i will always support you even if it's something i don't enjoy
0: <laughs> well, thank you <laughs> that's that's the spirit what do we got now uh, next is what i meant to say versus city slackers Ooh. 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 okay this one okay. we're getting in it we're getting in it now anyone want to start off the conversation?
2: Like we're talking negatives, right?
1: Like, negatives or positive? even more positive? Honestly,
2: those.
3: you know, I'm gonna like, go back to it. City Slack gives us insight to Feeny in a way we haven't had before, and it actually builds Feeny out around the character, and it really, like, like not only does it build him out, but we actually. Feeney, through himself, you know, like by finding the journal and hearing like Sean's connect, like it really pulls at your heartstrings. Feeney being this younger man. And in my opinion, I'm way more interested about anything that comes out of that than what's in what I meant to say.
2: There's a great scene in City Slickers where, uh, City Slackers, sorry, um, where Sean's like, Oh, you just know me for my school file. And he's like, Well, no, you love, uh, this band, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "How did you know that?" He's like, "I don't know that much about all my students. I yeah. only know much about you," which was like a great moment between those two. I'm not voting for this episode, but it's a great moment for. Sean
3: goes into a septic tank,
2: doesn't he? Yeah. To, like, uh-huh. to, re- to get
3: to get watch back, yeah. Like, yeah, that that's that's some dedication right there. <laughs> um,
0: I want to talk about negative aspects to both of the episodes, okay. just because we're at that point. What I meant to say, Corey is kind of grossly possessive of Topanga. Yes. yes. And even at the end, when he's like coming and talking to her, and she's like, "I guess I was scared," and he's like, "Of me?" Like, just like completely not understanding, completely not trying to understand. Does a nice Christian Bale Batman impression <laughs> in that moment, um, and it's just kind of kind of gross in that regard. Like Topanga just like, well, "Why would you not be interested in me?" On the other side, city slackers, Corey and Topanga are dating at this point, and she is not mentioned in the episode. Corey and Sean go off to meet Ski Bunnies, and there's no, yeah, we like, oh, yeah. something with Topanga. Like, I'm literally in a committed relationship with another person right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to run off with you to the Poconos to go like pick up chicks or whatever.
1: Uh, also a negative for City Slackers is you mentioned that there was a B-plot and I've already forgotten what it was. Okay, that's
2: the thing. The (laughs) B-plot for City Slackers is worse than the B-plot, what I meant to say. City Slackers is Eric and Frankie playing pool, has nothing to do with the episode. For what I meant to say, is now Sean and Eric feeling pressured to also say I love you because Corey said it? Okay, but if you... Which one was more entertaining? To me... Eric and uh,
3: Frankie, uh, also we have Eli, so black representation. <laughs> uh, I just want to put that in there. <laughs> Them both being comedically stupid at the game of pool and so much so that like it just keeps going on is way more entertaining to me than the idea of Man, like, oh, I gotta tell my girl I love her now. Um, to me, like this is is like misogyny on misogyny. Whereas with City Slackers, you get mm. a nice boy meets world moment and then some lighthearted. It's not like misogyny with a side of misogyny.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's
2: I, don't a good know. Point. I think that, like, if you were to, like, talk to the average Boy Meets World fan who's not watching the show along with us, that what I meant to say is a more memorable episode for them than. I'm not songs.
3: saying that it's not. I'm saying that it's a. I'm saying City
2: Slackers is the better episode. What do you guys think? I mean, you guys are the tiebreakers here. Oh, man.
1: I, I think I've got to go with City Slackers. I I, I think you made a, make a good point. Like, I, I, Corey's a little disgusting in what I meant to say. And I forgot that Eric's whole thing is like, why did you? How did you? I, You're not I, supposed I can't to
0: say be- I love you. Like, you can't possibly give the up power. that power in a relationship.
1: Power. Yeah. And the episode. The episode does nothing to show Eric or Sean that they're wrong. Yeah. Which, like. Is very much kind of nineties masculinity in
2: a way. I mean, if you if you if we wanna go there, Eric completely lies to a girl in the billiard thing, saying that he's uh, like world famous. Yeah, but yeah, but the whole player. thing is he doesn't get the girl at the end. And the whole setup is he's lying, he
3: is gaslighting her and he is proving himself a fool, so he doesn't get her. Whereas in- and what I meant to say, you have a bunch of men moaning at the fact that oh, now all girls are going to demand respect and love. What's that about?
0: So <laughs> it's two to one, City Slackers. I I love Mr. Feeny, and I think City Slackers is that great Feeny development. It's like our first really great Feeny episode. Um, I want to say I'm I'm probably wrong, but just like. There's just a really good development of seeing him more than just a teacher, but like as a person, um, there's like respect there that's developing between him and Sean in particular that I really like. Um, What I meant to say is an important episode, the jean jacket, all that stuff. But I just really have a hard time getting over the of me. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. I just remember being like you like for me I was like who climbs through anyone's window like that's stalker ass behavior like it's something that we really um that was a 90s it was a 90s thing of
2: like just climbing through someone's window and it's like, no, dude, that's like. <laughs> they did it on Clarissa. They did it on Dawson's Creek. It was a '90s thing to climb. Mm-hmm. Don't climb through any
3: girl's window, like
2: if you are a young man. That's not, no, it's not rewarding.
3: <laughs> and if you
1: do, and she tells you to leave, leave. Don't stay there and argue.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't remember what exactly Corey even says when she's like, "How do we even know what love is?" And then because we're he goes I know he said, and
2: then, "Well, I." i care about you and i'll always be there for you and like like you may like i i want to make you happy i want to take care of something to that effect and she's like oh that's what love is and he goes well that's what it means to me like i i don't know if i'm quoting that exactly right
0: i think that's pretty close but it's
3: just kind of like
2: is it though
3: (laughs) yeah
0: And that's nice that's a good again i personally
3: think that hey um the older man who has been guiding us throughout our lives is also a human being too is a way better lesson <laughs> than <laughs> just allow boys to gaslight you
2: into a relationship that they will later cheat on you with so. oh ouch I mean clearly I lost this one but I mean it's a great I, city slackers is a good episode
0: you yeah. fought valiantly i I was I was actually <laughs> not pretty, having it. I was pretty on the fence I was
1: pretty on the fence but uh, it was actually remembering Eric's side plot. In what I meant to it say you step
3: your argument game up bruh you gotta leave.
1: <laughs> all right
3: yeah they oh, did, I'm they, not I'm gonna, gonna lie they took out you you got it TC's best one so. <laughs> oh
0: no I'm sorry I know you're, it's good it's all good I'm not because then my best one can come in and win now <laughs> yeah, all right so what do we got now <laughs> truth <laughs> and consequences versus life lessons ooh interesting
2: this mm-hmm. is a- ethical episodes. Ooh, yeah. Hmm.
1: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I I'm I'm actually leaning towards this episode right now, but I'm gonna start with the negative. We gotta talk about the John Brown thing in. Yes, we actually talked
3: about this earlier on and. I told him that we didn't uh we didn't get a chance to talk about it.
0: Yeah, basically in the episode What's after episode? they were no, they lessons. life lessons when they oh. vandalize Feeney's house and then the next day in school he's talking about John Brown and like his night raids and how he would go and attack and then they eventually caught him and he was hung. But it's like dude was an abolitionist and like killing <laughs> Slave owners and freeing slaves because that was a bad thing that existed in our country and needed to be rectified. But, and wasn't being rectified.
1: But Feeney definitely says it as like He was a bad man. He was a bad man for doing night raids.
3: Interesting. Yeah, that's I one of the things that they, they put in.
2: Well,
3: like it's we said we would come back to it. And it's one of those things to where you and I have talked about this in Girl Meets World, there's that episode on communism where they're like, Mm -hmm. do you want to be in a communist country? And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Let's examine what you're taking away from this and and what the actual lesson should be. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you where it's like, um, no, he was an abolitionist. And there's this idea of, and I will say, Feeney has this kind of like... They seem like oxymorons, but liberal conservatism to him, where he's like, I'm in favor of liberal liberalism as long as it fits in my box and my understanding mm-hmm. of what progress looks like. And to me, that was what this episode was. It was like very much like a well, they were wrong because the approach that they took, and you're like, Yeah, but uh name any kind of progress that happened, especially when it comes to race, and it didn't feel disruptive at the time. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I feel like that's just kind of a classic white liberal. Yeah. At, th- at this point, where it's like it's gonna have to fit in my box and be on my terms, and it's like see, everyone needs to look to and act a certain way, and if you're not doing that, regardless of anything, your of uh, your perspectives or ideas on it, you're wrong because it's not matching right. up with what I have to say as the kind of dominant person, quote unquote.
1: Yeah,
2: that was life lessons, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Also can I say one thing I really, I really like about life lessons though um is that you have a teacher who feels as though they're at the end of their rope like I've given all that I can give. And like these kids aren't appreciating the effort I'm putting in to advance their lives. And I think that's a really important topic to talk about what it's like to be a teacher when your kids don't want to learn, when they don't want to teach. Like him feeling discouraged in his career, feeling like, oh, maybe this is my last year. I just thought all of that was really important and just as Mm -hmm. insightful as the journal in the the City Slackers episode. It's just learning what it's like on the other side of that teacher's desk. In perspective of everything.
0: Yeah, and as a as a teacher, like that does feel very real, of like when you're in a moment, and it's like maybe there are just a few kids that are continuing, you're kind of continue to like bump up against, and it's like this isn't happening, but then you're just kind of like everything is terrible like nobody's learning nobody nobody wants to do this and it's like really just those few kids yeah but it feels really real it's like am i even making a difference everything is just horrible right now and it's like it's not but you really feel that way just because it's easy to focus on just that little bit that he's focusing on
1: yeah i i like i said before i am very much leaning life lessons even more now it is by no means a perfect episode um the brenda marsh plot is maybe the worst B plot (laughs) in the entire season, yeah. because it, it it's worthless. Mm-hmm. Like, Also, he's it, a
3: child. He is, he he is, is a, a child. child.
2: Yes. He's, oh, he's 18. He, he's like, isn't he just He's 18 old?
0: at this point. He's
1: but just
2: even so, out. like, yeah, we talked so. about this. It's like, and
0: this whole discussion of, like, maturity, like, you're only, like, you're 27, so you're worldly, and you've been to Europe and all these things, and it's like, no, you aren't.
2: <laughs> you like, regardless of what his exact age is,
3: Still in high
0: school, this. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's still and a 9 mom. year So, like, it's
2: me. like it's
3: layered. It's not just teen or living with your mom. It's eighteen and living with your mom and in high school. And it's like, like <laughs> I am friends with the mom, and I'm friends with your mom. So, like, there's so many things wrong with it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it is my least favorite B pop, maybe in the entire season. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think the stuff with the school is strong enough, especially that iconic scene at the end behind the school mm-hmm. is all strong enough to make up for it but it's not a perfect episode
2: does anyone have negatives to truth and consequences to be fair for me like I think they talked about this
3: and I understand it he's right so like like they like the whole point is Corey's technically right for having his episode everyone treats him wrongly and I agree that like the treatment of Corey uh, isn't what it should be but a, That's real life where you're like, but I'm right. And the world's like, I don't care. (laughs) So there's that. Um, And then also, just in my opinion, Truth and Consequences is a better episode because Corey's technically right. And I think like the idea of teaching children, hey, it's really easy to do something or like to know not to vandalize the school. That's easy. But what do you do when you're right but this isn't, like, what the public wants to see. Or it's just, like, it's going to have a a larger consequence that's outside of your hand. I think that that is a a stronger life lesson. And then also, we get Eli of, like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's that whole thing of, like, again, like, did you watch this before you put it on? No, I trust my kids. And it's like, okay, you're going to learn as a teacher. It's the
0: same mistake that Turner did with the tape tape.
3: Very much, and they take all the- Eli seriously as a teacher for maybe the first and only time. Um, whereas the rest of the season, he's just he's just just friend. This episode is like, no, we brought him here for a reason. And he not only um, is the topic worth teaching, but he has something to learn himself.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, TC?
2: I'm, I'm going to vote for truth and consequence, and this is why um i can't recall nor can i find online that there's a b story to that episode and me and siege love when there's no b story when they just devote everything to just the a story and especially when it's something as complicated as truth and consequence to to really feel like hey this is our bread and butter and we're just going to focus solely on this and like you said, with the other episode, having the Brenda Marsh thing in there just completely, I think that the B storyline is what ruins that other episode for me. So that's why I'm voting Truth and Consequences.
0: There is a slight B storyline in that one. It's when Eric and like the sleep test, over, oh, which is funny. Like it's really yeah. funny. Yeah, It barely
1: exists.
2: It barely
0: exists, but in its barest of existence, it's better than the Brenda Marsh storyline by a mile. By so. a mile.
2: Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I still vote for consequences.
3: truth and consequences. Here,
0: this is so tricky. It's all? Is it all? It's all in me. Well, I haven't voted. Oh, yet. you haven't voted yet either. Um, I don't know because I I feel like truth. The life lessons has a lot of good things to say. But I feel like the way it goes about saying them is a really not a great way, especially the way it talks about, like, learning and testing. Like, testing is the key to learning. And I've, we've spent a whole entire podcast <laughs> of me ranting about that, so I don't want to do that right now. Yeah. Um, but just like really feeling like. The
2: objective in that episode is valid. Like, like, putting all these major tests onto one day. Like, Feeney didn't have to. He wanted to, but he also wasn't appreciating the stress that these kids were going through. And uh, that's something to consider.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, I just feel like Feeney's idea of learning and, like, studying for tests is going to really be what helps you learn and it's not um i think sort of truth and consequences kind of get silly a bit like with the janitor's curse but i feel like boy meets world does really well and it kind of dabbles in a little bit of silliness Mm -hmm. um in the midst of something more serious so i think i'm going to lean that way as well yeah and the origami lady is just kind of funny too Mm -hmm. i think you guys have convinced me more not
1: I think the highs of life lessons are higher. However, I think the lows of Brenda Marsh, the casual racism, and um, the fact that like, hey, maybe we're learning that kids taking paper tests isn't the (laughs) end-all, beat-all. I think is those those lows are pretty low. Mm -hmm. And the moment with Sean quoting the First Amendment and being like, those bolt cutters in your hands, the minute you did that, I got the chance to call the cops. And it was just like, I don't know. This It's a great moment, but does it make up for Brenda Marsh?
2: I don't think so. I really don't. Yeah. yeah Brenda Marsh,
1: hey, um, This is the last thing we're going to say about Life Lessons, but the Brenda Marsh thing is so perplexing to me because it is nothing. It is not drama between Eric and Turner. No, not at all. It is not...
2: None of the above.
1: Yeah, it's not comedy. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's there. And it ruins that episode. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, question. Cameron, you said you're a teacher. What grade do you teach? I teach fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Okay.
1: I also work in a high school.
2: Oh, so you work in a high school. Okay. Yeah. I, I now, work so-
1: in the uh, SPED population.
2: but. So do you work with 18-year-olds at your school? uh yeah if you okay if a friend of yours wanted to hook up or date one of those kids would you feel weird about it very the same age
1: i would slap them yes
2: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> even though they're legal and they, you can
1: <laughs> i would but yeah
2: it's weird it's just very very weird
1: agreed agreed yeah it's not okay all mm-hmm. right so uh, against what i thought but i am actually <laughs> okay with it truth and consequences moving on Life uh, right.
0: lessons And now the final of the this round, round of eight, eight? elite eight, as they say, (laughs) Um, we have the last temptation of Corey going up against the heart is a lonely hunter.
1: In my opinion, this is the battle of the guest stars. It's Alex Mack versus the president's daughter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hallie Holbrook. Is that it? something else. Yeah.
2: So you have one episode in which Corey to a party. Him and Sean are invited to a party, which they're the only guest there. He's kind of deciding whether or not he should stay there and make out with this girl or go back to his sick girl.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, that's hard to
3: justify. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can tell you right now, I've always said any episode that centers Sean is going to to me because sean is like he's the more sean is the more interesting character
4: Mm -hmm.
3: and the fact that we get an episode that like for everything i said previously it really argues that this has like built his identity around i don't have much but girls i get (laughs) and so for a girl to come up to him and be like yeah this isn't working for me not that you are not cute or attractive, or like everyone else wants to be with you, but like you don't reach my nerds, and it's the it's like his Achilles heel and everything. And we really take time to explore that to make the more interesting episode. Then, in, or who's like, again,
2: should I cheat on my girlfriend or not?
3: Can mm-hmm. I just say
2: how interesting it is that when we've done these brackets, like true consequences and life lessons are kind of similar. Like Last Temptation of Corey Hart is a lonely hunter. Both the kids like dealing with women and how to like have relationships. It's just interesting that our brackets are pairing up episodes that are very similar to each other. Like Ray Bond mm-hmm. and I Was a Teenage Spy, both retro episodes. It's very just interesting how connected the season is.
0: Uh, Didn't even plan it. Oh I, no, I totally planned it that way when I made the bracket. <laughs> That's why it seems so weird. She's like, these episodes aren't really connected to anything else. It's about the story, you know, (laughs) more than about the actual, what's the best episode. Yeah.
2: I, I I'm going to go ahead and also vote for "Hard as a Lonely Hunter. I'm going to vote for Larissa Lanick I'm going to vote for Sean, but I'm also going to vote against Corey spending way too long at a party he shouldn't have gone to to begin with. Like, that yeah. whole episode is like, should I cheat or should I not cheat? Like, is there any <laughs> other thing? Like, It's just him trying to figure out, like, how far I should go before it's too inappropriate to stay with yeah, my girlfriend. absolutely. Like, it's just kind of a shitty, like, overall lesson. So I'm going to go with How How far can I get? That's not technically cheating.
3: Yeah,
1: Yeah, where's the line here? I'm actually gonna disagree. Um, I'm gonna go with last temptation of Corey, and here's my reasoning. I think like Corey has always had to work really hard with women. Well, not with TK, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Um, And like him getting attention from a popular girl, like it would be confusing. And he does want to leave, but Sean, Uh like kind of abandons him at the party um and i don't know i think it's really relatable and kind of triumphant at the end um heart is a lonely hunter i think is a great episode my problem with it and i'm normally all about the sean episodes is that the episode itself kind of doesn't know what it it kind of doesn't know if it's about like his lifestyle and reputation, or if it's about his class and like the things he's into, like even in that very first episode, she's like, or that very first scene, she's like, well, what do you want to talk about? And he's like, I don't know. I just really like kissing. And she's like, yeah, that's what I've heard. And then she leaves, but then it becomes more about like his reputation and his class after that. When really it seems like it's just, they don't have anything in common. (laughs) Mm Um. I I don't know. I just found the episode a little confused, I suppose.
2: Can I say that you did bring up a great point that I kind of forgot, which was that episode really has like this emphasis on like purity and good girls and what's a good girl versus a girl and what's a trashy girl versus a classy girl. That mm-hmm. stuff didn't sit well with the episode when I watched it and you're just bringing that to But
3: to be fair, they do the same thing with Sean.
2: Like that's what I think is interesting is for the very
3: first time, they shine the light on like, well, Sean isn't a boy you date. You know, like remember like that mm-hmm. was the whole thing. It's like, no, you're Sean, people make out with you, but like you're not worth dating. You're
0: not boyfriend material. Yeah.
3: Exactly. That is that's interesting to me, the idea that you would for the very first time kind of talk about what it means to be a male. You know, it's like you you, you you're not dating material. Corey's dating material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What
0: yeah. do you think, Cameron? Well, I think both the A plots have their flaws and have things going for them so i think i need to go look at the b plot to see what's really going to push me over i feel like the heart is a lonely hunter has that eric story with the internship
1: that's true. that just
0: really like just does it that's where he gets the internship he like has the interview and he's talking with the station manager but doesn't realize he is so he's being himself it's just like this really triumphant moment for eric which i feel like the show doesn't do a good job of giving us a lot of those Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to take what I can get and get this great Eric moment of him getting his internship and just like say that it's the heart is a lonely hunter.
1: All right.
2: It's also one of the rare occasions where boy meets world, like starts a story that is to set up for next week's episode. It's hardly ever happens.
4: Uh And and
2: the story leads way to the a story of next week. And I wish they did that more. I wish that the B stories were the A stories and then the, like it just kept going that way. You're right.
3: That would be a great way for them. Like mostly because it's very easy for them to do and we wouldn't we would not have any like wasted B storylines. Almost every B storyline would be a setup for the next A storyline. And when they do it that way, it's you know always always rewarded. Cause I feel very often with Boy Meets World, we're like, I wanted more time with this B story. <laughs> like it's not that it was bad, it's just that you gave me five minutes of it and like where are we going what are we trying to say with that
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they even kind of flip-flop because stormy weather you have like heart is an only hunter you start with the sean dana a plot the eric b plot and then the next episode you flip it we have the eric a plot and the sean dana b plot which isn't good the sean dana b plot <laughs> where stormy turner and dana's that. mom go on a date and they're like yeah we're we gonna do we're gonna be- this is so horrible and it's like not really you're, you're but okay. Fine. <laughs> we're going to be sisters. It's like no, John, you're not. But
2: Tell people that whenever he or Sean were like the leads of an episode, it was because Ben Savage was doing school really or he was busy. So, like, whenever Will got an episode like Stormy Weather, it's because Corey was probably or Ben was probably taking this or something. That and they would write sense. him based on the availability of ben Savage.
1: That makes sense.
0: Um, he should have been inv- unavailable more often. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> why could you have been busier, Ben? <laughs> Um, um, yeah so i tipped it towards hard as a lonely hunter yeah i think i said that
1: but hard as a lonely hunter is moving on um last imitation of Corey, you were <laughs> not the best, <laughs> not around, the best actually direct. you were my biggest surprise of the season did not expect to enjoy you and i did And you did so
2: you weren't expecting it
1: no I, I i really was dreading the episode i was like man this is the cheating plot i hate it and i thought it was a well nuanced episode fun.
2: it
0: made it this far it's true all right I'm not saying a lot it went up against hometown hero or
2: very different <laughs> episodes for this next uh-huh. yes.
0: all right so we are in the final four where we have rayvon and city slackers don't you mean train of fools no i'm just
2: kidding <laughs> You know, oh, we've talked surprise. about episodes pretty extensively. I don't know how much we need to get into it. I think it comes down to personal preference at this point. I was gonna say, you know, I I I, I don't need any discussion. I know who I'm going with, but I would
3: love to hear anyone else's argument.
1: What? I feel like we just moved on, Ravon. We've uh, done it twice, really pretty much. Really talking about it. Um, I think the 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 good things about Ravon more than just the monkeys, though. I do love the monkeys. Who does I, Yeah, I, I love a good
2: what the drummer slash singer. Come on, bro. <laughs> uh,
1: if only Phil Collins was there. <laughs> um, I really do love um, how everyone gets a chance to shine in the episode um the the whole eric and amy actually get or not eric alan and amy actually get to be funny like uh in, when they're moving the bathtub and they're like oh when you're uh, gordy is like when you're young it's uh for romance. Romance is for romance when you're old it's a bubbly place to read yeah <laughs> um yeah i just think there's a lot of great great moments in that where everyone gets to shine um and i i, I love when Corey and eric get up to the shenanigan together mm-hmm. um and Corey is trying to do the right thing the whole episode and eric is tempted by wanting to leave his mark
0: on high school um i just think it's a good just episode the most important thing in high school the That's other thing about, you.
2: the other thing about that episode that i think the show does very well is that like okay so mickey Dolans who plays gordy is in a few episodes prior to the one in which the monkeys. Uh-huh. Same with Peter Tork, who plays Topanga's dad in those mm-hmm. earlier seasons. He makes a few appearances before reuniting for the monkeys. So what I love about that, it, was, it wasn't like we're bringing random characters that we haven't seen. We're bringing all these like background characters and actually like, hey, we're going to form something here really interesting out of these two characters, plus Davy Jones, who we also tie into the history of the show by making him like a background with Amy and Alan in Europe, I just thought the way that they brought the monkeys and reunited was a really smart, smooth way to do it. It didn't feel like an afterthought. It just felt like something that was the natural progression. Mm -hmm. Funny enough for the show.
0: Uh, Again, don't know why they did it, but (laughs) they (laughs) did. And I'm glad they did.
2: Dude, ABC owns the monkey. Like, if you were to flash forward to the 1970s, be the Brady Bunch and the monkeys and like mm-hmm. that's what what it was back then so they have the ownership of these titles and stuff that they can just use
0: yeah that makes sense yeah um and I, I love reg Reginald Fairfield yeah like just all throughout just like so comedically great yeah. um, I
1: would hate him if he was in more episodes uh-huh. but in this yes. one episode in this one bite love him
2: <laughs> well okay so we have Rave on, which is kind of more of a fun episode. Mm-hmm. How does that compare to City Slackers, which is more of like he learned Sean's middle name, Sean Patrick. That's true. Uh, That's true.
3: Hunter. Like what I'm saying is for me, and and I I I, I will not pretend like I even enjoyed uh, Rave on. Watched it the first time. I'm not gonna be that guy and be like, oh no, I didn't like it. Then so I'm a little biased. But also, I think in terms of. I always go back to characters, and I really, really love the depth of character that we get both with Sean and Mr. Feeney, and not just the fact that we learn more about them as individuals, but we learn more about them as a duo. The idea that Sean respects Feeney after this, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, like... I just always saw you as an authority figure, but you're your own person. You're your own individual with history and love and loss. Um, I just thought it was really, really interesting. And then also the idea of, I think this is the season where it's like, no, they wanted us to find those keys. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, no, you you guys, you set us up to do this. And it's like very similar, like later on when we do the um, bed and breakfast episode. I feel like that was kind of like a precursor. Sorry, this episode is a precursor to that one. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, I'm not saying that they actually did set you up for it, but also... It feels like the parents were irresponsible on this one. It's like you guys weren't doing what you needed to do these two yeah. mischievous teenage boys.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Um,
3: yeah, I have my own personal preference, but I, I, that's not me trying to sway anyone up.
1: Well, it is, but that's the, that's the <laughs> essence <laughs> of what we're doing that's here. That's the game. I, <laughs> I'm really torn, because I think City Slackers is kind of a perfect episode. It's not the funniest episode in the world, but... The, the, the interactions you get between C- Corey, Sean, and Feeney are great. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely great. Um, the, the watch, um, when Corey, like, feels terrible for sending it down the drain. Um, them doing the spoon trick and Feeney being like, if you could just study, like, instead of put a spoon on your
0: nose. Just imagine. And a spoon trick's hard. We tried it.
3: spoon
0: trick is hard. We tried it. That episode i was better at it than you he was i'm
1: just
3: thinking isn't there like a moment where is this where like Feeny gets really mad at the boys Mm -hmm. yes like that's another thing it's like there's again i love i as i said earlier i love characters and the idea of like Feeny like really blowing up like being like no you guys like this isn't a game (laughs) like (laughs) this is my life this is my house and then like once the the watch gets lost you know, it's another thing of Feeney just being like, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal. And having to, like, let it go. And, mm-hmm. like, again, for me, my heartstrings are pulled more in this episode.
1: But mm-hmm. Yeah. This I, is- no, go ahead, see
2: I'm ready to vote, and I don't know if anyone else is officially ready to put their vote in. But I'm going to vote for Rayvon. And the reason why is the same reason. Okay, so... Do you guys watch SNL? Do you guys watch Saturday Night Live? Rarely. Yeah, some. Okay, so if you watch Saturday Night Live, it's rare that you see a sketch where everyone's together. Occasionally they'll have a sketch like where like, oh, the entire cast is in superheroes, or the entire cast is being in this as like, whatever. And... Ray Vaughn is the entire cast. It's not just the school kids and the teachers. It's not just the family. It's everybody together intermingling and like exchanging jokes and different dynamics. Frankie with Amy. Like there was just a lot of just like really fun stuff. Of the entire cast getting together to have this big party, and I just thought that was like a really fun episode. More fun, like if I had to choose right now, if I were going to watch Rayvon or the the cabin episode, I would. Choose. Just because to me, it seems like it would be a more entertaining episode to watch. So that's why I'm voting for that. And I know you disagree. I know. No, I, well,
3: no, no. I, did. I, I feel like I've stated my opinion. So I'm really interested to in hear everyone else's. But um.
1: I, This is by far the closest for me. Uh, this is by far the closest one for me. Um, in terms of like enjoyment factor, because um, I do think both of them are like great at what they do. Um, I think Raven is very funny, um, and I think um, City Slackers is very like intimate and um, great for the characters. Um, gosh, I I'm so torn because I do I love Frankie. Like I got you this watch. That's my watch. That's how wow, I knew you'd like it.
2: I love one of my favorite Frankie jokes of all time. <laughs>
1: Um, I so I love Rayvon.
2: Like Topanga has interactions with her dad in that episode. Like, <laughs> like you see Alan with his friends, which is something different that we don't see all the time. It's just a lot of stuff going on.
0: Uh, so I'm very. Tor- Do you have a preference right now? I mean, Siege was convincing me, but I just love Rayvon so much. Like it was my first ten. Did I give it a ten? I think you did. I think I gave it a ten. It was my first perfect score episode just because I just love it so much. I think it has the heart in the right places. It's a bit much in just the right places. Like I just wanted to be remembered, Amy. So did we. And it's just yeah. like just too it's just like right. But see, in the right place that's- almost too much. <laughs>
3: Sorry. The only thing is, I remember that episode, and I remember being like, "How hard is move the date?" Or like, like again, it's like there were so many like this problem of their own making. Definitely. And that's what like for me, it felt like this episode "Rape On" felt sitcommy. It's like, hey, we have a problem that we created. We could solve at any point in time by moving the date, by moving the location, by like, look, like there were so many things that we could do, but we're choosing not to for the sake of television. Yeah. And because of that, we have all this chaos. And that's why for me, Ray wasn't entertaining because just the logic part of me was like, there are so many ways to make this work that you're you're choosing not to do. You're mm-hmm. choosing like, oh. Because a hot girl was like, no, Saturday's not for me. You are like, all right, I'm going to try to do this and my parents' dinner at the exact same time and hope no one notices. So that was, that's honestly like the only reason why I don't like it as much as both of you because it's just, it's totally sitcom-y and not an episode that like, If you took away the sitcom element of, like, we have to because of the the writers, it wouldn't work. Like, if you were to, sorry, it would work better. If Mm -hmm. you were like, hey, actually, we booked both venues at the exact same time. Or we sent the decorations for one to a different location. You know, like, all these things are possible. It just felt like lazy writing to me. Mm -hmm. That's my... My rant on rave, <laughs> yeah,
1: rant and rave. I and I, I think I, I mean, I think your, your argument has a lot of value. I'm really, I'm still really torn because while I do agree with you, I think it sets up great situational comedy. So,
2: I mean, it's a great like it's super sitcom, but it's like a fun sitcom, like, yeah. It's
0: like, but it is a sitcom. <laughs> like,
2: I've so, done enough in life to not hold this. <laughs> <opinion on that.
3: laughs>
1: I, since you guys since it's two against one right now and I'm kind of just split, I'm gonna go with Ravon um, and move it along, I, I could really be convinced either way. So
3: I just want all your listeners to know I fought hard. So anyone who agreed with me, just know that we did not go down without a fight.
1: (laughs) We're going to give you a really bad edit.
0: If this was a a visual medium, there'd be like a little in memoriam (laughs) Siege's argument 2021 to 2021. Just like he gave his absolute best and we want to remember that yeah
1: <laughs> it, you know I am probably a product of my great love of red Reginald fairfield I, I love him
0: <laughs> this, just, is, this is one time just I the love best um, yeah in real life I don't think I would appreciate him no but all TV, right he's fine
1: so truth and consequences versus heart is a lonely hunter and oh, no. anyone got any starting thoughts
2: yeah I I I think as much as I love Loris Olenek and Heart is a Lonely Hunter, I think Truth and Consequences is a better representation of the show than Heart is the Lonely
1: Hunter. We've talked about both of these episodes quite a bit. I don't think there's one we haven't given. I'm actually going to go with Truth and Consequences" too. First time ever, I think. Yeah, it's (laughs) whenever we got started. It's actually my first one, and like I love a good Sean episode. But again, I just don't. I don't. I don't feel like the episode is quite sure why she doesn't like Sean. Mm -hmm.
0: So, or why Sean likes her. Yeah, it's like I feel like Sean likes her and wants a second date only because she doesn't.
3: Yeah. No, I agree.
2: Uh, no I agree with that I think. think, what do you
0: mean you don't want to date me some more I must (laughs) I must date you
2: it was just very strange how they like okay so they almost set up Larissa Olenek to be like this on again girlfriend for him she appears in the following episode and then their relationship ends because Turner ends up dating her mom like oh it's like we're brothers except not at all like we're not related Turner's not my dad so why did that break up this relationship it was very confusing
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah i agree
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna agree i feel like truth and consequences is more representative of boy meets world
1: yeah all right truth and consequences all right, that one was easy <laughs> we did it
2: all right so now let's what ray Vaughn versus truth and consequences <laughs> all, all right truth? do i really have to do this between the two guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll honestly is like it's such like a, a mature complicated ethically like ambiguous ethically ambiguous episode to where it's, it's so important for kids to learn that there isn't always a right and a wrong way to do things that sometimes there is no right and wrong and because of that i'm voting for that episode
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I agree with you. I don't know. I don't know that the episode does the best job of making that argument. Like, I think if you take what actually happens in the episode out of it, <laughs> um, that argument is good. But like, it, it they just set up such a black and white scenario. Like, if he really was doing it for a good reason or something. But like, I don't. I don't know. Okay,
3: okay. here's my argument. You have to show either one of these episodes. To a child today. Which one would you show to a child today?
1: To get into Boy Meets World? To get into Boy Meets World. Truth and consequences. Uh Especially thinking like
0: the main... That's That's my own. The main hook of... Or not hook, but like a big part of Rayvon is like the guest stars, but it's like especially now that's like completely out of touch with what <laughs> anybody would be mm-hmm. interested in, um, which I feel like is the the problem with like musical guest stars. Is a lot of times the ones you can get for your musical guest stars, like there's an episode. Is it in season four or season five? Where like nobody's angel comes and season does six. season six. Season yeah. six, and it's just like this. Who is that? Nobody. <laughs> like I, I, I got that right
2: this show and I'm supposed to know who
0: they are? No clue. Uh, It's not like when the Backstreet Boys are on Sabrina. I feel like that's a little bit more name recognition because they're kind of still around. But you're really, really just taking a stab in the dark when you're like, we're going to book a musical guest Mm -hmm. onto an episode and expect any sort of cultural longevity out of them.
2: And and to... To support Ray I will say that you don't have to know who the monkeys are to appreciate that episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. There is a moment where they all kind of reunite at the very last scene, you where the audience woos knowingly that who they are. You can appreciate that three random pass. people are playing song <laughs> That Amy and Alla dance together. You after
3: have them. to know who the monkeys are. You have like you just like the most like throughout the several rounds we had. You were like Davy Jones. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't know who <laughs> Davy Jones. <laughs> it, it means nothing. If you don't know who the monkeys are, it means nothing. As far as you know, these are three random characters who came together and played in a band. Which I'm not saying that that's not cool, but I'm saying that final moment. If I were to do an award, like three, the dog walker down the street, the guy behind the cat um, Auntie Anne's pretzel shop, and then also my mailman got on stage and came together and played. That would be like, oh my god, this is a great. But all it. three
2: of those characters were introduced in the episode as having a significant relationship. I'm not with arguing
3: each against that. I'm saying that you need <laughs> to know who the monkeys are
2: in order for this. To I, I disagree. I don't think you need to know who the monkeys are. I think you can enjoy the episode as hey, the boys wanted to do something for themselves and they've realized they should try to do something nice for their parents. And children trying to do something nice for their parents is a good lesson.
3: I asked this earlier which episode would you show?
2: To a child. Oh, well, today. Truth and Consequences,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Truth and Consequences is the more Boy Meets World episode yeah. of Boy Meets World than yeah. Ravon. I love Ravon. I've said it this whole time. It seems like it's going the other way, so I just want to eulogize. Amy at the party is absolutely killing it.
1: Yeah. Like, so, we
0: almost gave the MVP of the episode to her legs in the dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they Amy's were just like yeah. dynamite. She looks um, but that's all. And yeah. Frankie's saying, Timbuk cover charge, that means you, Grandma. <laughs> no, that's not <Aunt> Liz. <laughs> Timbuk cover charge, that means you, want Liz. Like, yeah. there's really, it's yeah. really funny, but I feel like the other one captures the spirit of the show as a whole in a better way.
1: Yeah. Wave On, I think, is almost a treat for Boy Meets World fans because they get to see all these fun interactions. Like, you want to come to a party tonight? They're like, sure. Uh, like, Business casual, eight o'clock. Bring a present, <laughs> like to Turner, mm-hmm. and like Turner comes and he's like, "Hey Matthews, uh, class on Monday, ten buck cover." <laughs> 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 like, I just feel like it's a treat with all these like little interactions going on. Um, like Eric dancing with his cousin, learning it's his cousin, running away, screaming, and then Sean like jumps right in and <laughs> to where he
0: left off
1: to dance. Like, I, I feel like it's a treat for *Moovies World* fans, but. I think Siege's argument is pretty concrete here. Like, what is the most Boy Meets World episode? And maybe the most Boy Meets World episode of the season where, like, what he's learning in school is directly impacting his life.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. And that's truth and Which consequences. It's, like, majorly the bread and butter of the show going forward. And what Girl Meets World steers into way too hard. If you ask me where they're like, it has to connect. Like, oh, it's got to connect. Everything has to connect. And it's like, it doesn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. And but it
2: doesn't on Boy Meets World. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't know it on Boy Meets World. It doesn't. Yeah, there, there's I it barely has
1: episodes that it doesn't. Um, yeah, and I do think, like, I don't know. Like, I can't think of a reason other than I laughed more at Rayvon why it should win over Truth and Consequences. So I think Truth and Consequences, and Consequences has Consequences to win. Consequences did
2: it. All right, we got a winner. We got the best of round. Play your oh, thing. I'm sorry. The one time you're supposed to.
0: <laughs> we found it. We found the best around for
1: real this time. Truth and Consequences, the season three winner of the bracket. How are you guys feeling?
2: I feel justified. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like I feel good about this episode. I have to say, when you first told me there was a tournament, there were like a few episodes where I was like, Oh, I think this one might win. And Truth and Consequence was part of that. But two of these episodes were completely removed from the cat from the bracket. <laughs> that that thought, helps.
3: I'm not gonna lie. This is like like the 2020 election for me. I was like, it could go like the way that I was not expecting. It. I'm really scared, but uh, it seems like reason won out, and uh, i feel really I feel good. I feel good. Yeah, yeah. I
1: know, and I, I I think. Truth and Consequences is one of the most quintessential. Like, this is what Boy Meets World is. Like, yeah. like you said, if you wanted to show someone a show that's like, this is what Boy Meets World is.
2: That's And, and, is. and it's a great episode. Like, I'm looking just at the episodes that were in the season. And all the other episodes either have some, like, B storyline that kind of takes away from the A storyline or... Or you kinda of have to have like a real firm understanding of these characters to understand the emotional weight behind it. Where truth and consequences isn't that. Like it can just be a random one time. Episode that you show someone that gets them hooked on the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we didn't mention is Topanga and Truth and Consequences being like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And you're on. Hi, Philadelphia. Yeah.
0: Okay. her That's Katie so Kurt, Such a great good job. job. Uh, good night, Philadelphia. And don't eat feel. <laughs> 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 she, like wow. she just shines in that episode for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just great. Yeah. Um, uh, so we've done it. That's we did it. The
1: season three tournament. I I mean I'm sorry about stormy weather and grass is greener. I think they are iconic as well. That's fair, but I just don't know if they're fun to watch.
2: <laughs> uh, well, I can tell you what: "Train of Fools" not fun to watch. <laughs> <No way. laughs>
1: but it was it was one of the ones where I was like, "Man, this is a fine episode," but why is it in this tournament? Um, but he said, "She said," I know why it wasn't in the tournament.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I get that one. Other than that, I'm going to Europe. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So um,
2: cool. Paris, well, Texas. I thought
0: the TX stood for tax.
1: (laughs) So what do you guys got going on? What do you uh, tell us where we can uh, find you?
2: We are... You can find us on brum Meets World. Uh, we are in season five right now. Um, we're gonna have to... you guys
3: on very soon. Like we we we've just kind of like pushed our recording schedule out, but we do have you on our recording schedule. To- to yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice. you guys are getting close to the the big one. Oh, yeah.
2: we're doing that soon. Oh, are you talking about and then there was Sean, or Absolutely, the- and then, yeah, then there was, was Sean. Okay, and then there was Sean. We can all agree it's like the greatest episode of the series, right? It's like the right. most memorable. So. Episode probably, uh, and it to
0: this to day that. scares me. Like to this day, I see a picture of the janitor from that episode and it just then shivers down my spine and stops my heart for a moment. Yeah. But it's so good,
2: they do a great job with it. Yeah, we have a lot of big episodes coming up with, um, you know, the ski lodge and Lauren.
0: Oh,
1: and,
2: yeah, and then the Rashawn graduation. So, yeah, definitely check out our, our podcast, um, Bro Meets World. We're, we're all over the place.
1: Their, their podcast is great, absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: thank you. We enjoy you guys. We're in this together. Like, there are so many, there's only a few nerds who understand why this show is so, like, dope. And it's like, cool to talk to people who get it. Yeah. We
3: just hardcore argue
2: a bracket about the
3: show. So I think, uh, yeah, we have a bond. <laughs> yeah, we definitely yeah,
1: uh-huh. do. Um, yeah, we we love talking to other Women's World fans, and we love the tournament. So uh, we, we really want to thank you guys for being on. Yeah. For sure
4: yeah yeah if
2: you guys have another tournament feel free to like let us know when you get to season four we'll... like
1: we said it's
0: getting harder to like try to ask somebody on it's like now you've had to watch quite a bit so yeah, tell you that
2: i think season four is going to be a much harder tournament than oh sure. there's some very good episodes in season four
0: yeah i feel like it's like the peak we've been building and improving and that's the yeah. pinnacle yeah, season yeah. four. Just,
1: just, just for you and I, sake right now, I was expecting to like season three a lot more than I actually did. Mm-hmm. Season three was good, but I thought I was going to like it a lot more.
2: You know what's funny? I think season three is our, our one of our higher. Range. I was going to say, is that really? I'm listening because I was like, I look forward to see
3: how you have you done season four yet? No, we haven't no, never, started. This I, start. I look forward to see. To take in season four because season three is our higher rated season really and, okay and i think that very similar to what you're talking about in this episode season four has a lot more highs that hit but they're low so like oh yeah you had some of those in there too so uh-huh. um it'll be interesting yeah, sure. to see, see your takeaway which one you prefer
1: um yeah I, i'm looking forward to it I cannot think of better guests to have on for the tournament again, so
0: don't be surprised if we <laughs> hit you up. Unless, like, Ben Savage is like, hey, can I come on? And and we'll ben have Savage can sorry. just
3: talk us to the side, honestly. Honestly, like,
2: <laughs> from what I can tell from interviews, they have a hard time telling these episodes apart. Like, they have a completely different understanding of the show because their memories are from, like, being on set and filming it versus yeah. watching
3: it. And the script, you yeah, know, like... So you, like
2: <laughs> A lot of times, the people will come up and ask the cast about, like, favorite episodes, and like their things and they really have a hard time coming up with answers for a lot of-
3: in all honesty I can see that because like we have listeners who will talk about our episode and I was like oh I haven't listened to it since I put it out yeah
0: <laughs> like I edit this thing and then it is gone yeah. from my mind
3: yeah. So, like, I, I can see that where you're like, no, I like I meant whatever I said at the time, but, like, I don't remember what I said at the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely, like, time changes perspective so much. Like, yeah. like, I really went into this thinking life lessons would win just because of that iconic moment with, with Sean yeah. at the end. And then I was like, oh, yeah, but there's all this crap. <laughs> yeah. John Brown. Yeah uh tc you gotta go back and do the john brown thing yeah, i really thing.
2: honestly it really troubles me because i really don't even remember I'll, any I'll, commenting on it yeah we'll pull, up, we'll pull it up and the,
3: so you're like uh just so you know i want uh our podcast i talked about the fact that you reached out to me you're like you said you would come back to it and you didn't
4: and i was like you, you did talk
3: about this so when you guys are on our episode we can have like a just a moment to look really go back in and that'll give t a moment to uh revisit yeah definitely
1: look at it yeah i because when i heard when i saw that on the episode i was like i have to know every boomings world podcast take on this moment (laughs) like feeney is anti-john brown what's going on
4: yeah
1: um so yeah anyway uh it was just a it was just a thing but i love it are you guys doing anything like individually that you want to plug or anything like that
2: I mean, we're, we're surviving a global <laughs> pandemic. That's, That's exactly my words.
3: It's survival.
2: <laughs> In all honesty, like just managing
3: day-to-day is, is what I'm plugging right now. Yes. Do what you need to for your mental health.
2: I Are mean, you guys both
1: fully we're, vaccinated?
2: We're both vaxxed and waxed. So like go enjoy summer and we're excited for that. But to pretend that there isn't also like a lot of anxiety with returning to real life. I don't know how it is in other States, but in California, like it's been pretty locked up pretty good for like a good year. So like, it's, it's really like an odd thing. It feels like a, What's it, Double Dutch? Where you're yeah. like, I gotta jump back in sometime. I just don't know when.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, TK,
3: like, this is the first time we've been recording together. And he, like, can we hug? And I was like, yeah, you can. But, like, it's like a weird feeling to be like, am I touching another person willingly again? Yeah. I don't know.
0: I <laughs> don't remember how to do this. Yes. Uh, we <laughs> live in, like,
1: the California of Oklahoma, like, the most liberal city in, <laughs> in Oklahoma. Um, so it's been pretty locked up for us, but the rest of the state's been pretty. <laughs> much like the the Wild West, yeah.
0: like states are starting to open up, and our governor's like, "Oh, we've been open for a year, yeah. all of you lame-os. <laughs> That's nothing to like, brag about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our, our city's been
1: a lot more locked up than most, um, probably because we have OU, which is the biggest college. Yeah. Um, oh, like
2: we just had like restaurants open up again for indoor dining. We just had movie theaters open up again. Nail salons open up again. Like it's all really recent within the past few weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we're both fully vaxxed too. Uh huh. So.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: That's <laughs> what we plug. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Shot through some Um But
1: yeah, cool. Cool. Well, um, we wanted to say thank you real quick to Dizzy Parker for our theme song. Uh, you can find a link to it and then from there all of his stuff in
0: our description down below. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, at BG fevers and maybe you completely disagree with all of this and you say, no such and such episode is the best. He said, she said is the best episode and here's why. Oh my send, God. Us, yeah, send us an Please email at BG World for, Fever. Train
2: the fools for me.
0: <laughs> train the Fools is the best episode. <laughs> Train of Fools. Can
2: I say one thing? I know we're wrapping up. Sure. But Train of Fools so disappointing because it's literally New Year's Eve episode. Entire series in with it. Like. They- it like this, like, Corey needs to get to this party to kiss Topanga at midnight. Like, there's something with it. That would have been so much more fun than we're stuck in this stuff. If I'm
3: not mistaken, they even misuse Eli that episode. Eli goes, like, mm-hmm. is completely neutered in that episode. Yeah, One he's just mean the Turner body. the whole time. Yeah. The supportive male friend, but not sexual at all, because these well, three women who can't get nothing want anything to do with me other than to like bitch and moan about how terrible a person is. So, like, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sorry, I mean, you guys were wrapping up. No, no it's did. fine. <laughs> <laughs> we told you we could do this forever. <laughs>
0: but if you're going to email in that Train of Fools is the best episode, you better stop. <laughs> Delete it. We yeah. don't want it.
1: Well, I, I think that's everything for this week. Yeah, that's all. That's we'll all end I on that note. Um, yeah, Train of Fools I also thought shouldn't be in the tournament. Anyway. <laughs> So from all of us here, it's worth fever. So long, world. So long, world.